Hello. Hello. Testing, testing. One, two. Ten minutes late because you're ill prepared. So you should have been there the <laughs> night before getting Skype ready. I should have. You start. You should start on Saturday. <laughs> I should just leave it running constantly. No, you don't do that. Waiting for your call. Then I will never fail. I had to run it as admin. That was the, that's the only way I could get it to run. How does things change? Like I don't that? know. <laughs> no idea. Is this your personal computer? Yeah, personal computer. Uh, you're locking you're you're locking down your own computer, like putting cybersecurity <laughs> down security. and locking down all the ports and. That's right. I got two teenage boys. Yeah. They can't be looking at the filth on my computer. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. So I, I apologize for my incompetence, preparedness, preparedness for your technical incompetence. Please, please do not take it out on my annual review. <laughs> we'll let the we'll let the listeners do that. You can tweet <laughs> at dbm zero zero, but and they re and review him as if he's a competent co-host. But for them, it's fine, because unless you started recording 10 minutes ago, I arrived perfectly on time at the beginning of this recording. So thank you, listeners, for you your support. You did not arrive. You did not arrive. <laughs> you, you, I have proof. Time-stamped text messages. Text, they can, messages can be deleted. So, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm going to delete it right now. Oh, I can only delete it for myself. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Damn it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to message Elon. Elon Tell Musk. To add that feature. Are you guys friends? Like close? We were. We were? <laughs> yeah, we were. Until I told so... him Tesla's a stupid name for, for a company and he shut me out. I guess you were wrong about that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to accept the feat yet. What were you uh, wanting to call it? Uh, I, I was going to call it the auto pluggy car. Auto pluggy car. That doesn't <laughs> sound very uh, catchphrase. Well, the APC for short. APC. APC. That sounds like a good company name, doesn't it? APC. You buy an APC car, wouldn't you? No. Over a Tesla. No, APC. I like the gas guzzling cars, the ones that do stuff to the environment. Yes. Well, yes. They directly do stuff to the environment. Electric cars do stuff indirectly to the environment. Oh yeah, indirectly because of all the electronic charging. Yes, because. Because half the electricity comes from, well, you know, my half my electricity comes from coal, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how clean my electricity is. Yeah, that got that nice black plume of smoke coming out of your house. <laughs> That's what Not you're running. House. You're running, running Skype on. That's a good question. I wonder where. You got to like the coal burners go, are for my electricity. You, you go shovel coal 
into your uh, <laughs> basement before you're able to get enough energy to podcast, huh? That's right. That's why Skype wouldn't start. Yeah. I had to go stoke the end, stoke the uh, coal oven. <laughs> Just didn't have enough power. It was trying. Couldn't get started. Throw some more coal on the the oven there. So what 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 are you up to? Besides not being able to uh, get Skype to work. Get Skype running. I am. I don't know, not much. Yesterday we're, I was doing yard work because it's unseasonably warm. We've been in the 40s, and but then this weekend it's in the 70s. So. Oh wow. We got a a nice what were, weekend. What were you doing? Raking leaves or what? Pulling pulling uh pulling the stuff out of the garden, dead stuff out of the garden. Oh okay. Doing weeding, trimming down some bushes. Ah. Picking with up your branches. with your man, with your manscape tools. <laughs> this is this uh, episode I, has been sponsored no, by Manscape, and Bill has just uh, <laughs> he just been advertising trim. it. I trim my bush. Wait till it's nice out and then trim your bush. <laughs> trim your bush. That's right. <laughs> yes. It's like a perfect manscape commercial. <laughs> it is. Well, and I sent you those pics. It looks pretty good, right? Yeah, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> Thank you. I'm posting them on this episode. So. <laughs> <laughs> you should. Yeah, there you go. I don't do. I don't. People don't ma- manscape for themselves. Yeah, I thought you would let yourself go, but because we haven't had shared a room together in such a long time. <laughs> Of COVID. <laughs> yeah, no, COVID. I won't, I'm gonna let myself go when I turn seventy. <laughs> then then, then you're gonna have this big old gray bush. <laughs> <laughs> then you can call me Gray Bush. Gray Bush. <laughs> gray Bush the mighty. The mighty Gray Bush. <laughs> That's your next comic book <laughs> to follow the liquor. <laughs> <laughs> the bush. The mighty Cray bush. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> From Geek Brunch Comics comes the mighty Cray His only weakness is manscaping tools. Uh, I'm debating whether to mow one more time or not. I don't really need to, but I'd like to to just. To have like an even cut on the grass yeah it's good to get one final mowing before winter yeah i just too lazy get nice and low i'm gonna yeah me too i'm gonna have my sons do it today there you go (laughs) the power Actually, one of my sons is sick, so I'm gonna have to do his part. The COVID? No, just a cold. Ah. Uh, the uh, seasonal uh, cold. My mother-in-law has the COVID now, and Ooh. father-in-law, but they're getting over it. Are they? they t- she okay. Took, she took the viral though, and it. She had that rebound thing, kind of like the president got. Mm-hmm. The antiviral. Yeah. 
you know, like when you're coming out of it and you t test like you're okay, and then all of a sudden you get wham hit a, hit with it. Oh, it again. comes back. Yeah. That's rebound effect. Interesting. I don't know if it's been two weeks, but I got double dagged. I did the double shot in the I shoulders. What do you mean? I got a COVID booster and a flu shot oh, at the same the time. Yeah, I'm probably going to do that. I just got to figure out when I want to do it. I did it on a Friday. <clears throat> that way I can recoup yeah, on Saturday. Yeah, maybe I'll try to do it next I Friday. didn't really have too much problems other than my arms got really sore yeah and it was hard to like sleep because i don't like to sleep on my back or my stomach i sleep on my side yeah me so too. i had a rough night oh, i remember i remember that from heroes <laughs> and then uh remember we both were, we were on our sides i was just tired yeah T like drained on one on the day yeah, if the you next get day. so you got the covid in one arm and the flu in the other arm yeah yeah maybe i won't get them both at the same time because then i won't be able to sleep i'd recommend it it's easy it's it's then you're done, done. yeah then i don't have to go in twice yeah That's a big advantage barb did it <laughs> i did it my co-worker did it nick nick wetmore did it but he got sick oh for, i'm not gonna do it then <laughs> i trust trust the nick I don't know. I just haven't got around to it. I will do it, though. It was pretty easy. Uh, the guy who gave me my shot said that most people were just doing it at the same time rather than having to schedule two appointments. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they've said that it affects any... So I had, like, life. three shots in the last month. <laughs> I had the shingles, and at least I'm done with that one. Yeah, I had to finish that. That's two shots, right? Yeah. Not three. Okay. I think You're I've had... Yeah, I had mine. You're done. You're done, done. I'm done. Yeah, you don't need no more shingle shot. Yeah. My, uh... The first one was worse than the second, and I was told the inverse. Like, they told me the inverse. But, like, the second one, oh. I had no issues. On my second shingle shot. Wait, I thought you said your second the... one was, was worse. No, my first one was worse oh, first than the second. Worse. Okay. I don't remember. I mean, so neither of them must have been... I mean, how how was it worse? What were In yours? terms of pain. Oh, okay. Yeah. You mean just in the injection site? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, is that the one I, that I, makes I... your arm hurt for like yeah oh, i did days. have one other side effect from the covid shot the new one the new booster yeah uh my lymph node or uh your your node in your armpit swells up it feels weird it doesn't Ooh. hurt but barb had it and so did my coworker too so that's three out of the 100 percent. i know yeah <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I had to get a Pfizer too, so I had like three Modernas and one Pfizer. That's probably uh, good. I don't know. Yeah, I mixed it. Did Barb mix it too? Um, she did three, three Pfizer's and one Moderna. 
Her boost, her first booster was a Moderna. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't looked. I haven't looked into what's available. And they were saying I, that it's care good to not. mix and match. I don't know if there's any hard evidence behind that, but. Yeah. Other than, <clears throat> it just seems like it would be better. <laughs> yeah. I doubt there's any evidence one way or the other. Harley. <laughs> she yells because nobody can hear her. I mean, she can't hear herself. She's trying to hear herself. She went, she went for two walks yesterday. You think she'd be tired? She did two and a half miles yesterday. Did you tell her tell her we're podcasting? Yeah, she's she's like Barb. That she gets that from her mom. <laughs> She likes to interrupt the podcast with sneezes or barks or squeaky toys or. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> okay, I think she's done. <laughs> and then what else? Oh, so my wife and I went to see the uh, recording artist named uh, Richard Marks the other day. Oh, really? I didn't know you're a Richard Mark. I I would have never pegged you for a Richard Marks fan ever <laughs> in my ever yeah, in my life with your chain. Did you go see Richard Marks with your chain chain yeah, link chain belt, belt, your Luke Cage <laughs> belt, <laughs> and your, your your leather pants? I don't have I don't have leather pants. <laughs> Not ever since that one incident. Yeah, and you had to use the. The lotion to get yourself out of yeah, it. Yeah, the lotion baby, and the uh, baby, baby powder. powder. <laughs> <laughs> to get them on, yeah. That's yeah. bad. Now, I'm, I'm, my wife is the Richard Marks fan. And I, yeah. I'm not a Richard Marks fan, but I don't dislike Richard Marks. Yeah. Like, I like, I like his, I like some of his songs. They're, I mean, it's not something I'd listen to every day, but I like them when I hear them. Yeah. It was good. It was he did a. Uh, it was just him on stage with a guitar and a piano, so he didn't have a backing band or anything. Oh wow! So it was, it was more intimate, and the the place we were at was like a smaller place. It wasn't like a well, I mean, I guess the size of a place you'd expect Richard Marks. Yeah, I find play. myself more tolerant to music I didn't like when I was younger. Like uh, I more even something of it. Yeah. Well, well, I. I was listening to Liefeld's podcast and he was going on about Michael Jackson and I'm like, God, I never, I never liked Michael Jackson ever. Really? Barb liked him. I just never liked that. Or so I, I started listening to some of it and it didn't last long, but (laughs) I started listening to it on the way to work and I was like, wow, he does a lot of, Ooh, <laughs> even so when pre- he can... even when he was with the Jackson Five, he was doing that though. Like I yeah. I listened to some Jackson Five and some Off the Wall and some Thriller and mm-hmm. so like I I didn't used to like it, but now I'm like more tolerant of it. I don't I don't know. Maybe I'm more yeah. tolerant of most music, I, or I get curious about listening to things. I think now we can appreciate some stuff in me like you can appreciate his talent yeah whereas in the past you're like eh, i don't like it 
Well, the other thing I learned, and I had no idea, because I've been buying Danzig comics, right? So, like, uh, yeah, I know Danzig. I, I've heard Danzig. And I, I consider Danzig kind of like heavy metal or metal, you know? Sure. But my coworker said, oh, he's punk rock. And I'm like, Fuck, fucking Danzig ain't punk rock. I know what punk rock is. I didn't know Danzig was fucking... In the Misfits? How did you not know that? He started the Misfits. I had no fucking idea. <laughs> and I listened to the Misfits. The Misfits are punk. Yeah, that's why he start. He was on. He did. He left the Misfits at some point and went to solo. And then his solo stuff was metal. Yeah. But yeah, he started in the. He was a, he was the found, he's like the founder of. Yeah, of the Misfits. Yeah, that's even more fascinating because how did I you like... not? Like, do you listen? Have you ever listened to yes. <laughs> early Misfits? He didn't recognize his voice. Well, <laughs> he had a very I, I, distinct voice. No, I, I guess I guess that the when I was listening to the Misfits in my punk phase, I was never, I never, never cared about who. I mean, who other was, than the yeah. if it was the Sex Pistols, I knew, but like I never sought to know them because I I only learned them from Sid and Nancy, or else I would have said, "Oh, that's the you know Sex what? Pistols." Do you know I what I mean? Li- I actually lied. He didn't go from Misfits to Danzig. There was another band called it's Sam Hain, but you're how are you? Oh yeah, Sam Hain. That's like the devil, isn't it? Sam Hain. Isn't that a demon or something? That was in Halloween. Oh, the the word itself. Yeah, Yeah. that's in the first John Carpenter Halloween when Doctor Loomis spells out Sam Hain on the chalkboard or something like that. Yeah, it has something to do with all that. Yeah. That's actually, if you haven't heard them, that's actually my favorite Danzig stuff. I mean, I, I obviously I love the Misfits, like especially early Misfits stuff. But Sam Hain has some oh, songs I love, and they're kind of like that was kind of like the crossover. So it's kind of like halfway between the Misfits and Danzig was, is their kind of sound because they're they're like kind of punk and they're kind of metal. They're like a little bit in between, and they're kind of like yeah. gothy a little bit, like they're a darker kind of gothier music. It's really yeah, good. but I, I felt kind of embarrassing because I was like, I th- I think I know my music, and I'm like, you're so full <laughs> full of shit. Danzig ain't no punk. Like he's he's more metal. And I was like, so I had to go Google it and then make an apology and say, oh fuck, <laughs> you were right. I was wrong. Yeah, he's pretty. I don't, I can't. Even, I don't know how old he was when he was in the Misfits, but I'm sure he was like 19 or 20 or something. Yeah. So I, I listened Young to kid. some Dan- Danzig this week, week two, and then some Enya to mix it up. So <laughs> there we go. There you go. Oh, and I I had at least two days or three days of camouflage. I went into oh, their mode. So good. I I never realized how good they were though. Like they were, they sound very Depeche Mode inspired. Like they. To me, yeah, they sometimes sound... I, I'm thinking so... of a song now, but I can't remember if it's... No, that's a Depeche Mode song. <laughs> well, there's a couple of songs, even the way they like do stuff with the synthesizers and stuff. It sounds very like Depeche Mode. So, yeah, like, for sure. They're, I, I was listening that, to... I, I had crowd. bought two of their cassette tapes, but I, I had just... I have Apple Music, so I just played them on Shuffle all week yeah. and there was a lot of songs that i i hadn't even heard 
And I was camouflage. like, man, they're pr- pretty awesome. I have three of their CDs. I don't know how many they have. I had two. Well, I didn't have CDs. I was still in cassettes when they yeah, were cassettes coming back out. then. Yeah. And I never on some of the cassettes I upgraded to CDs. Mhm. And uh, never got around to updating those, but yeah, I, I have can some listen stuff to that, them on shuffle. Yeah, I have some stuff that I have on tape and I never upgraded. Yeah, I, but I started on cassette tapes too. That was. Used to listen on my Walkman. Heck yeah. And my boombox. That's right. I like cassettes because, like, I I love the way albums sounded, but I was always hesitant to buy an album because I'm never at my house with my record player. So it's like, I can't fucking take it in my car. And that's where I listen to, you know, 80% of the music. So. Yeah, that's where the shit. I was the same way, and then when CDs came out, I was very I was very a late adapter. I'm I'm always a late adapter to technology for some reason. Even though I'm in the technology field, it's like I I let the computer go all the way to the end. My phone, like you just keep writing. I'm on an iPhone 10 now, and they're on 14. I don't think that's no words to get to another version because i i don't have a need for it and uh right if it's satisfying your your needs then there's no reason to that's what i I never understood especially like with cars like upgrading your car every couple of years it's like what's the i don't understand what the point in that is because you're losing money each time so you really want to pay extra money just to have a a newer car my car's car will meant we'll to work go for 20, another 10 years <laughs> my cars are meant to go 20 years i mean on the <laughs> the majority of them yeah <clears throat> i know usually last that long but they last pretty damn long i take good care of them though like i do the oil changes i do all the yearly maintenance and yeah and i don't horse beat them because i don't drive that much do you know what i mean like i my work is yeah, you're just going to 16 work minutes away I think Barb's is like 25 minutes away, unless she's in bad traffic. And we don't, we haven't driven to, shame on us, but we haven't driven to Denver in forever. I really need to go visit my brother. I've been very delinquent. I've been very bad about that. But in all fairness, he hasn't come here either. But I, 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 <laughs> I, uh, I should go up there see my nephew and niece. Yeah, especially if they're that close. Yeah. It, we we used to go at least twice or three times a year, and then COVID hit, and then we had one family get together in Breckenridge and. And then we have like one a, one meetup a year, but it we haven't even we haven't been there I don't think in since last year, which is a long time. Yeah. And I think the next time I go, I, I am uh, I'm gonna go to Mile High again, the big oh, warehouse. The big warehouse. Yeah, I'd love just, to go there. Just spend some time in the dollar bins and. Just see yeah, what the hell I, I can 
what I can find. Because every time I've been there, I've been in a rush. I, I kind of want to just be in a oh, chill mode. Oh, you need like a few hours. Yeah, un just uninterrupted. Uninterrupted and em two empty boxes and just go fill them up. Oh, you reminded me. I, I went to a library con a couple. Well, I guess it was last weekend. Oh, do you get trades at the library con then, or what? No, I just one dealer had. Uh, it's actually a comic book store that's I go uh, to sometimes. But a comic book store gives it to the library. Is that what you mean? No, there's there's so it's a library con. So there's a couple of dealers there. One of which is a. The dealer was a guy who has a store that's ah. about, about half hour from me that I go to sometimes. But he had uh, 50 cent bins. So I was going through the 50 cent bins. Hmm. Getting some stuff. Did you find any goodies? found a couple goodies. I don't know where I put them, though. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not prepared. Hang on, let me... What it, well, what genre did you get? Did you get, like, DC, Marvel, or some independent stuff um it's mostly comic books <laughs> so like uh, uh illustrated uh in text that doesn't help at all <laughs> now i got your, your, your memory must be shot if you have like no i could at least be in the ballpark of what i got <laughs> no memory of what i got yeah it's like you're you're like the guy on memento now if you don't like tattoo it on your arm, you can't remember <laughs> shit. Where is my, where's my tattoo? Oh, I just make comics. Oh man, I don't know what I did with these comics. <laughs> okay, let me let me read my testicles. I must have tattooed it on there. What did I do with them? I mean, I didn't get a bunch of stuff. It was, uh, I think I got about. Well, let's see how much did it cost. It was like twenty bucks, so like forty comics. That's still pretty good. Forty comics. That's a lot. Yeah, I wonder what, what I was did. it. Hellblazer? What was it? <laughs> no, no Hellblazer. What did was I? Was it Dark I this Horse? One that was cool. It was called. I remember the one I got. It's called Snake Eyes, but it, it's not like GI Joe Snake Eyes. There's a Snake Eyes that's not GI Joe. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was a. Where the fuck did I put these comics? It's not these ones. God, I have too many comics. That's it. I'm done. Oh, post Popeye <laughs> Picto Fiction? Fanographics? No, no, not Fanographics. Wow, there's a weird Snake Eyes in Fanographics. That's weird. That looks right up your alley, though. <laughs> Read. Shit. Yeah, I don't know what I did with my comics. I lost them. You can't, you couldn't, did you ever find your brigade? I found my brigade. All right. And I realized why I couldn't find it. Why? Because it was, didn't have title? Because there's no title. <laughs> That's what happened to mine. I couldn't find it either. You should have told me that. Well, I found it. I just needed to look for the no title. <laughs> it was in the was... right spot. It was it filed with the bees. Yeah, I was looking through and I couldn't see it. And so I looked through again and I was so like, So did you get thing? Snake Eyes eating disorder from integrity? Oh my gosh. No. Here, let me find it. I'm, watch, watch it not even be Snake Eyes. 
snake eyes. This one says mature audiences. Oh, it might be the integrity one. Yeah, it's in the integrity one. Yeah, there you go. See, I guessed it. I'm Some like guy. this knowledge base of comic base. <laughs> <laughs> you have the power of comic base. Yeah, I don't know what I did with my comics. I lost them. I filed them away already. Oh, I wonder. Never to be seen again. <laughs> <laughs> Never to. That's true. <laughs> no, it isn't a box labeled read. <laughs> I don't know which one. Yeah, but you better not move because your mic will unplug and you'll knock over everything that <laughs> you need for this episode. How do I do a document compare in Excel? I can do that, right? I know how to do it in Word. I don't know if I've ever done it in Excel. Why? Because then I can compare my old, my, an old version of my database to the new version of my database. <laughs> you need a database, man. <laughs> Will the database tell me like what what comics I added on a certain no, day? No, that's true. I wouldn't know. It could. I could use like one of Should, those extra yeah. fills to say when it was purchased. Could just do a SQL query. What's your back end? Uh, I think it's, I think it's a uh, SQL Server. SQL Express or something? No, I think it's Microsoft SQL Server. Yeah. There you go. You could just write a query then. Yeah, but I didn't. I don't. I don't store that as metadata. In other words, I don't put the date that I purchased something. If anything, it has the month of the comic book. You know, in the in DCs whatever is listed there so i know the month it was published or around that time but i don't i don't track i don't i don't enter in any data there's there's two that would be a good a good metadata point to add but that would be a pain in the ass to have to enter in every time oh i figured it out let me get a, i just got to get an old copy <laughs> Oh, no. How do I log in? Are you using Google Spreadsheets? No. Why I don't have, have much to... luck with Google. I'm, I'm going to Dropbox to get an old version. High tech. Oh, look at you. Backups. Look at this. Yeah, backups. If you if you don't have if you're not using some kind of cloud service, you're a fool. Modified, modified. Uh, where's my comics? Where's my comic database? The listeners are dying to hear what you got. <laughs> and so no, far, we don't have Here anything. We Here we go. Updated on the fifteenth. So I need an old version. Where is it? <laughs> There's no old versions. So techno savvy. Old version. Old version. No. Download. Well, we... I want to download. <laughs> In so this that... episode, Bill tries to find <laughs> a spreadsheet. 
of history. So he can do a compare. Activity. Maybe it's under activity. <laughs> Version history. Yes. So I can remember what comics I bought. It was just a bunch of crap, so I, it's hard to remember. Yeah, but you at least could know a publisher. How am I supposed to remember a publisher? Because there's not too many of them. There's only like 500 you need to really know. Here we go. I'll compare to this version. Rest- I don't want to restore it. You dumb. No, don't wipe out your comics. Save as. Jesus Christ. Oh, that's not it. That's all you need to do. What's it going to do if I click on it? How'd it do it? Oh, it opens it in here. Okay, now can I save as? Download. This is so interesting for people listening. They hear you. Save as. Okay, well. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll go back to Richard Marks. So one cool thing at the Richard Marks concert. (laughs) Can't do this fucking comic search, but I can tell you about Richard Marks. <laughs> I'm doing it simultaneously. <laughs> Look, man. Okay, now I got it. Richard. So Richard. So one cool thing he did, since it was like he acoustic, he did one song where he turned off. He, they turned off like the mic and the whatever they're using for the guitar, and he just played it like without any amplification. What, like in the dark, he turned off all the power? Yeah, well, the lights are still on, but yeah, basically. So it was just so him it was playing just him, him, him yelling. Mm-hmm. And what were you doing? Woo! With your chain I, play, I was like, turn it up. <laughs> turn it up. <laughs> I probably couldn't hear him. I'm deaf. I'm like, what the fuck are you saying? Like, Why is he just standing there? Why is his lips moving? Is he teasing me? <laughs> Oh, this is not what I want. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, listeners. Yeah, sorry for that outburst of anger. He, he wasn't calling you a son of a bitch. <laughs> You're not sons of bitches. <laughs> I wish I could title this episode, You're Not Sons of You're Bitches. Not sons of bitches. <laughs> Here's there's really no good way of doing it. Yeah. Well, well, Bill, were there any Marvel or DC you bought? You don't know? Was there Marvel? I don't. I don't remember what I got. Come on, man. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Where? Where's? Pretty soon you're not gonna even remember to show up. <laughs> Who's Mike? <laughs> You're like, what's that podcast we do called? I can't remember the. <laughs> I can't remember name the of name of it. Look, I get comics. When you place a comic order, you can remember everything you ordered. Well, yes. this isn't even ordering. This is like these are comics that I looked at for like a second. No, but I went to the pile. I went to the flea market and I I remembered what I got. Like, I, I could be able to tell you I had Mosaic, I had this, I had that. I can't tell you the issue numbers, but I can at least tell you what I got. How could you not know? You had to enter it into a spreadsheet. You had to look at... First, you had to look in a box. Yes. 
pick it out. That's your your first term of memory. And then the second term is you have to bring them home. You have to put them in a box and you have to put them in the spreadsheet. And that's your second 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 thing. And because it's a goddamn spreadsheet, you have to type it so that that's that's like four things of memory. (laughs) That's two things of memory. Fucking I, I don't get it. Man, your memory you're in Rob's memory, I swear. There like I don't even know why Rob reads so many comics cuz like he reads the next one and he doesn't remember what happened <laughs> before. Can I open a spreadsheet in Word? I have never done that. What can I, I say? I don't that think is? you can. Why would you do that? <laughs> I, I, I give up. I, I don't even want to know what you got now. Um, <laughs> you lost interest. I lost interest. Can I open up this file? Can I? <laughs> if you have to open it up in Word, you're in bad shape. I'm not saying I'm... You I'm could save it as a CSV... And then open it up in Word, and then do a compare. That's what I was gonna do. But I'm I'm saving it as a text file. But our listeners didn't come in here to to hear about Excel. Yeah, Excel. <laughs> a CSV is a text file. That's true. So it's just a comma delimited uh, format. That's true. Yeah. Now our listeners know. I don't know if I do. I have Word on this computer. Word. Oh yes. Lord. No, I don't. I. I stop. Really? Stop. <laughs> doing you you got something called snake eyes, and then <clears> you <throat> don't know. I'll remember. You don't know what the <laughs> hell else you bought. If I thought about that, I could probably remember a couple others. I'm never gonna remember all of them. All right, here we go. What were the underground comics? Uh, no. Oh, yeah, I can't do it. Because I never remember the I give titles up. of those things. Unless there's something like popular ones. I ordered too much, two, two more underground titles from Aaron Myers, but I haven't gotten them yet. Yeah, this time I didn't get any. No undergrounds. There's a few. Any weird thing I could I I saw I grabbed as per usual. Where did I put them? They can't be that hard to find for Pete's sakes. <laughs> I, I I can't Wait. believe you I'm only have a fraction of the comics that I intake. No, that's not it. And you yes. can't find shit. I just don't, and they're all in the house. You don't have yes, to go across at least they're all in the house. three storage units. Oh, I can't find it. <laughs> I can't find shit. Like in this room, so it's it's possible it's out there somewhere. Where did I put it? It's got to be somewhere. <laughs> it has to be somewhere. I'm surprised it's not in this box right here. This is the most likely box for it. Oops. What, did you fart? I dropped some comics. Oh, no. 
God, we we haven't even started the podcast yet, and all you're Welcome. talking about are spreadsheets <laughs> and, and uh, Word docs. Now it's I give, me off. I give up. It's pissing me off now. I'm gonna find it. Maybe you ought to stop getting so many if you don't can't even track it. I can't keep track of them. That's not it. Hang on, I'm gonna look in the hall. <laughs> give me I'll get two seconds. <laughs> He's got comics everywhere. They go all the way down the hall. They go into the basement. And he can't even find what he bought. He bought 40 comics, and he doesn't know what he bought. How many of you people have that problem? Where you buy comics, and you don't even know what you bought? I at least know what I bought. I don't know when I bought it, but I know what I bought. I can't find them. Gone. <laughs> Apparently, I didn't buy anything. It was all <laughs> my imagination. <laughs> it could be. There was no library. Comic. That's why I can't. That's why I can't remember. <laughs> you had a fucking dream. I had a dream that I went to a convention. <laughs> I got a book called Snake Eyes. <laughs> and it wasn't about G.I. Joe Snake Eyes. It wasn't G.I. Joe comic. <laughs> Too good to be true. Well, that's a good dream, at least. You didn't spend anything. That's the. The positive of this whole thing is just a dream. <laughs> you come to the show and say, I went to a con. I, what did you get? What did you do? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> Why got, even mention it? <laughs> I got snake eyes. <laughs> That's it. <coughs> There's only two issues of that thing. There's not 40. I only got one of the issues. What's in this box? (laughs) What are these comics? I've never seen these before. Uh, (laughs) This is not new stuff. This is old stuff. All of it's old stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, new to me. Oh, no, I lost my comic lid. Oh, there it is. All right, so yeah, it was a good con. Got, got some good stuff. Got some good stuff. <laughs> he never brought the box in from outside. Yeah, maybe or he probably left it at the con. His memory is pretty bad. <laughs> I just set it down. Yeah, this guy is probably like, well, this guy bought all this stuff and didn't take it with him. <laughs> just left oh, it well, here. I'll sell it again. There you go. Well, I, got, I mean, some of it was just the usual. Like, I know I picked up some Xenoscope stuff. Well, that's good. That's all I was asking. Oh, here we go. I found some of it. All right, I think I found it. Or at least some of it. <clears throat> all right, here's here's some of it. I got... That's not it. That's not it. A couple issues of... Yeah, so a couple issues of Amazing Forest. That's just the... Now I have a full run of Amazing Forest. What is that? It's from IDW. It's just a six-issue mini from IDW. It's like an anthology. I don't own this. 
I got Boris the Bear number two. Oh, I don't have that. I know what that is because I have number one, but. Yeah. Because I didn't have that one. Now it's I Dark got, Horse. I got Clint the Triumphant Hamster number one. Clint? That was one of the. That's an 80s. The Hamster Triumphant. Anthropomorphic uh, animal books. I think this is the. Uh, well, it has a Dark Knight cover. Yeah, it does. I think this is a. Uh, what are they called? Some kind of rodents. A hamster? <laughs> Hamsters. Yes. <laughs> you just what the fuck? You just said the title. I think a hamster is some kind of rodent. I was trying to think of the name of the what? team. Like adolescent teenage mutant mutant turtles. Ninja turtles. <laughs> Ninja rodents. This, this one has hamster in it. I uh, got some Gen 13 that I didn't have. That one I have a full run of, but I might be missing some of the minis. Yeah, I got and I got I got a, gen th- a couple of Gen 13s and a couple of bootlegs. Gen 13 bootleg. Yeah. I like getting the Gen 13s though because they have some cool creators on some of those issues. Yeah, they have like Adam Warren. On some yeah, this of one's them. James. This one's James Robinson. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a bunch of grim fairy tales, just random stuff that I was missing from the various mini series. Like lots of No Tomorrow, Demons, Robin Hood. Man, I got a bunch. Robin Hood? What is that from? Xenoscope. Oh, okay. Uh, here we go. Oh, here's another one from Xenoscope, but it's not grim fairy tales. Merc, Broken World. Oh, yeah. I remember that one. That's by Gerald Brown. That's, that must have been when Zendoscope decided to branch out a little bit. Uh, got a couple issues of The One from GG Comics. What's that their name? GG Studio. Oh, I have that one, I think. Yeah, I almost have a, all of GG Studio stuff. I'm just missing a couple. So these are a couple that I was missing. A couple of issues of The Shadow. The Chicken, That's good. Chicken Run. This is, well, this is a more recent one. This is a Dynamite one, Midnight in Moscow. I don't have the one. But you don't have the one? Th- unless they reprinted it, this was Epic. Marvel Epic? Was there a different publisher? Yeah, this is a GG, GG Studio. IDW. Oh, GG Studio. <laughs> you know GG Studio? They did okay, that. Okay, I one, I, uh... ha- I have the Veach, the one, but not the GG. Let me let me check that GG stuff. Yeah. That was GG the or... European. Yeah, the one that had that like prostitute comic. But I don't have it in my database. It must be not called the one. Oh, I think maybe it's just called. Yeah, it says the one. Maybe it's the number one. Then the last book I have in the stack is just a, a web of, an issue of Web of Spider-Man. Well, that's always good. Which I might have already had, but I like the cover, so I got it again. <laughs> there you go. Can't go wrong with Spidey.
Now I'm really curious what that GG one is. Because I don't have a full run of GG. I bought... Yeah. They were hard to get. I don't either, yeah. They were even from DCBS. They, Some of them came and some of them didn't. Oh, there's a comic called One-Armed Swordsman. What is that? Dr. Loom's One-Armed Swordsman. Sounds familiar. That looks cool. One Bad Day, Oni. All right. Well, that that took us through uh, the library con. After about uh, an hour <laughs> later, <laughs> I still can't find. I do have another. I have another small amount from the con, but I don't know what I did with it. The cool stuff, actually. I don't know where the cool stuff is. <clears throat> that stuff is just my hole filling stuff. Mm. I don't know where. Where the cool stuff went. I'll just save it for next time. Oh, that's a teaser for next episode. Now nah, you won't remember. What are the odds that I remember to do it? That's exactly right. You won't <laughs> you won't even remember. I will search after the show and then I'll give up and that'll be the last anyone hears of it. <laughs> Alright, do you wanna jump into our comics? Yeah. What were we supposed to read? I sent you a list. Oh, let me let me find the list. Damage oh, yeah, control. Yeah, we did read Brigade because I found it. I like that. That was one of my favorite reads because it's so '90s goofy. <laughs> and plus, I love to see the inks. Like I, I, I like to see who inked what. Yeah. So we have damage control. We have Gambit. Yes. Oh, we do have Gambit. We have Sergeant Rock versus the Army of the Dead. Yes. We have Brigade. Yes. We have Briar. Yes. We have Exciting Comics 17 and 18 and Aquaman Andromeda. <laughs> oh, yeah. Forgot about that one. Yes, I got it. I got them all. What do where, I win? <laughs> <laughs> where do you want to start? Let's start with Brigade. All right. So this this one was fun. I liked it. So this is interesting. This one was better to me than the Prophet Remastered. I haven't read the Prophet one yet. I have it here. I just haven't read it yet. Now, in the case of these comics, well, certainly for Brigade, I don't know if Prophet was the same way. These are... <clears throat> remastered editions so in the case of these it's not like snake eyes where he had other artists inking his pencils this is where artists just redid the pages completely oh i didn't know that i thought they inked his stuff no, cause so, well some of the panels you can tell like especially like the Sholy and or not the like the uh, well, the Jim Rug the Sholy the piss score one yeah. So I actually pulled out my old copy of Brigade to compare. Yeah. And it it's pretty fascinating actually. To see like. 
what which artists did because okay, so some of the pages are like almost identical in terms of like layout like the first page is pretty much the same really the only difference is in the one panel he has the head turned to the side a little bit where in the original it was like faced forward oh i should also say the penciler on the original uh brigade number one isn't rob it's uh marat michaels ah which is funny because some of the pages in the remastered version look like Liefeld pages. <laughs> well, there, there, there's. Well, let's see. One, two, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Page eight, which just has the reporter. That looks like Liefeld. Exactly. Yeah, totally. Who? Who was that one? Paul Scott. So I would I, I would like to see if it looks the same as yeah the original let me find the original it. that's that page all it is is it's a bunch of buildings oh, here and then the reporter <laughs> no the original looks nothing like Liefeld <laughs> really yeah it's so yeah. so now now I'm really curious like I want to read the original shit. Yeah, so yeah, it, it's actually pretty fascinating that does the same does the so same what, word balloons exist or is it like way off? No, exactly the same. Well, in in some pages, the uh, word balloons have been moved around a little bit, but in okay. general, the, it's it's all the same words though. I don't think they changed any of the dialogue. But but what what is the what does the original brigade look like with the reporter? It looks like uh, it, it's the ex the panels are the exact same. It yeah. just looks like Rob drew it. <laughs> but I but I think this looks or so like Rob. Yeah, the original doesn't look like Rob at all. The original doesn't look like Rob at all because it's Marat. Yeah, because it's Marat. It's early Marat too. It's probably his first. This is so. crazy because. That looks work. that looks exactly like Liefeld to me. I don't know about you, but it does totally. Like I, I, I can't, I can't, exactly... I can't fucking believe how close it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some of the there is a Marat. How about the splash page with uh, Brigade crashing down on the terrorists? Is it a? Uh, is it still? Oh, the Marat one. Yeah. yeah that, that... That's actually an interesting one to look at because it's Marat in both cases. Yeah. It's laid out the it's it's laid out the same, but it looks different. Wow, interesting. The focal point of the old one was was the what are, what's the big guy's name? Uh, Atlas. Yeah, it was the focus was on Atlas. And this one's on Bloodstone and Seahawk. It looks yeah. like. Cause, yeah, because in the new one he put Atlas in the even bigger in the background. In the original one, he was like in the center, nothing blocking his face. Yeah. I like how they. Uh, well, I like the story on this one because <laughs> I always like like uh, conflicts, like you know, like Johnny has with the thing, and in this case, it's Seahawk and his brother Cold Snap. Because yeah. they both slept with the same girl. 
<laughs> well, he's like, I didn't sleep with her. She slept yeah, on the couch. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that quite a bit. I it was it was total chaos and turmoil until they hear the newscast and find out that there's a terrorist thing and that young blood is not going to show up. And um, the other thing I found out interesting was uh, thermal um, on the phone. Like she has some kind of gambling debt. That's what oh, it yeah. sounds yeah, like. I forgot she was talking on the phone. Yeah. So she's got something going on. And they show up to this terrorist act, and he can't. Uh, Battlestone can't keep his team from fighting. But status is introduced not until the not until the actual um, fight scene, like uh, when they attack the terrorist. She's the only character that they didn't introduce at the house. Yeah. So Brigade is Atlas, uh, Cold Snap, Thermal, Status, Battlestone. Is his name Ko? Uh, he's like the Hawkeye guy. And uh, I think that's it. Oh, Seahawk. So what are the pages that look totally different? Like uh, the... Yeah, let me flip through it. Ed Piscor would be the first one that I would say on page 15. <clears throat> it looks totally different. Actually, the the second and third page are a lot different in terms of layout. Because in the first one, you, in the original, you can't even... Like, the house in the background and, and on, yeah. on the hill isn't even in there. It's just the sky, sky and dirt. Ah. And then the next page, it's pretty much the same except for the the splash of the girl isn't that she's small, like it wasn't there's was no focus on her. So I think they just kind of it's actually interesting to to compare the two because it's kind of comparing like 90 sensibilities to modern sensibilities in terms of panel layouts and stuff or yeah. not panel layouts in terms of uh what's it called the uh perspectives and stuff and what what shot you choose in a panel i guess what you focus on and how, how you uh well this one is page four ryan kincaid i liked a lot where he just drew the yeah. girl on the phone um, the ones that stood out for me, I like the Marat Michaels splash page. Yeah. The Ed Piscor is so different that I liked it. Jim Ruggs is way out there. Yeah. Um, now the, the Piscor one is the same as the original. It's just in P- P- Piscor style. But in terms of what, what was actually ha- each of the panels is... Uh, a little bit. I mean, they're a little bit different, but pretty much the same. The four wide panels like that. And then... Philip Tan's I liked a lot, but I'm a Philip Tan fan. Which one was his? 
uh, right after Ed Piscor. Yeah, Seahawk. He, he's got the real dark style to it. I've always uh, liked yeah, Philip Tan. Yeah. Philip Tan did some spawn. I'm guessing that's pretty close to the original. Yeah, it is. It's almost... That one's, like, literally identical to the original in terms of layout. He didn't change anything. Jim yeah. Rugg? What is Jim Rugg? Is right on the page. Okay, there's the... That's almost, the, that's almost exactly the same. The only difference is... His his style. Yeah, the style. But on the, on the far right... There, it's split into like two panels that that column on the right uh, where in the original it was just one how about the one after yeah, no, uh, it's the same let's see that is uh, VK Marion I like him that yeah, style like that looks one. awesome it has hit the, him jumping in the battle stone in the air and hitting the terrorists that yeah. looks great it does. It's it's similar to the his original, face, but it's it's better. His face looks very like Travis Charest or something. Like I, yeah, it does. It, interesting. And then Sholies is so different. I imagine. Sholies is actually exactly the same. That surprises me because it looks so Kirby just in, in here. Just in Sholie, <laughs> yeah, obviously Sholie style art. But, I mean, in terms of the panels themselves, it's the same. That explosion is pretty nice. The guy that drew mm -hmm. the explosion and then the facial expressions right after Shulley's. Norm Rapman. Oh, but he's 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 a extreme guy, too. Um 24 and 25 were... Sh that was Rob. Who did the page before that? Like oh, that one looked like painted. That was Mike Choi. Okay. That looked awesome, didn't it? It looked weird. It looked like a graphic novel style or something. It almost looked... Like, that last panel kind of looks like Ariel Olivetti. Yeah, kind of. Very painted looking. It looks yeah. very... Stands out like a sore thumb, but it it it, it <laughs> is of, awesome looking. Yeah. I wish he would do this stuff more. I like it. And I and I spend a lot of time in it because I go through every page. Um, and compare, you know, who's who did this, especially the ones that really strike me. You know, like I. Yeah, I like the way they look. I can't believe that one guy is like not Liefeld though. The reporter, God dang, that looks so Liefeld. It does. There are a couple of pages. There's a there's another one that looked pretty Liefeld too. Yeah. I don't remember which page it was. One interesting thing though, in in the original brigade, there's actually an ex another page. Oh, uh, where? Like after at the, the end? Yeah, after the splash after the splash page where it says brigade. Yeah, what does it say? What does it have on it in terms it of has story? Data log entry twenty three, subject battlestone. Uh, team le team leader Youngblood. Current status brigade founder and team leader. Maximum strength capacity as yet determined. So this is brigade. 
At last I have found opponents worthy of my might. Computer, chart a course for Earth. These fortunate fools will taste the power of genocide. Ah. To be continued. Maybe he just didn't want the to be continued in there. He wanted to end it on a... A whole story. Yeah, story you, ending. No you story. have him take take out not, the terrorist, essentially. Yeah, not, kick, not kicking off the next issue. That makes sense. Yeah, it's cool. And it's especially cool to be able to compare like that. It's fun. I'll have to do that with Profit, too. Profit is re-inked, though, I think. <clears throat> I think. And then there's this is a flip book. It is it's a flip book. I forgot about Airborne. that. Airborne. Yes, Airborne. An explosive new series from Rob Liefeld. Written and drawn. What what this reminded me of is sort of uh, the boys, or Squadron Supreme. You know, like some kind of team that puts themselves above humanity and their gods. Yeah. Who, yeah. yeah. Who look down on. Who see as humans, regular humans, as being beneath them. Yeah, the magistrate, which is also a character in DC Comics, but uh, he seems to be the Superman-looking character. Yeah. And then they introduce a bunch of new characters here, but uh, it doesn't say what their names are, other than they're part of the Hairborn But on that note, I want to add a book for next time. The Last Shadowhawk. Ah, Last Shadowhawk. I really like well, Philip Tan a lot. Like he he's doing the uh that Frank Miller series uh, Ronin too. He's like really oh, is good. He? Yeah. Yeah. yeah been... And he's also the artist on the on that book we just talked about, Shadowhawk. Okay. I wonder why. <clears throat> I'm very curious why um, Valentino didn't draw any of the pages. I wonder if he just can anymore. Because he is the oldest of the bunch of all the. Of all the creators, I think he's in his 70s or late 60s. Yeah, or it may be the case where he just hasn't drawn in a while and he's rusty. And yeah, but I that... still would have liked to see at least. <coughs> I figure he could have done like the layouts or the panel or the pencils or something, and to have someone else. Yeah. Ink it, or do the do the finished art. You know, who knows? He could have something going on that we don't know about. So it's his, it's his, his baby. So, but yeah, I understand. He he wrote it though, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. 
Yeah, he'd yeah, have I mean, to. That's, understand- that's understandable that he, he, he wrote it and just got someone else to draw it. I wish there were more Shadowhawks. Like, I... I wish there was like an ongoing for or a mini series or something. No, Philip Tan is the writer. Oh yes. Wow. That's even more upsetting. I don't know what the last thing Valentino's done. I know he's working on putting together a normal man collected edition. But I don't I don't know why he didn't tell his old story, especially if it's the last Shadowhawk story. Does it? Did he have? Are you? I don't see how you could have the last Shadowhawk because there have been lots of Shadowhawks, kind of like throughout history. So maybe this is the last one, and then there's no more. I don't know. Sounds like it. It'll be interesting to read. But that doesn't mean you couldn't tell another another Shadowhawk story. Oh, past. yeah, and you could tell one in the past, too. All right, since we're on the indies, do you want to talk about Briar from your guy, Christopher Cantwell? Yeah, Briar. Interesting art style uh, by... Uh, I loved the art. Jermaine Garcia. Yeah. I took special note of it. I was like, dang, that's... Uh... I don't know how to describe it, but I liked it a lot. Minimalism to me. In terms of, yeah, in terms of the uh, line like work rendering, yeah. So good, this is a. I, I would say minimalist, but good storytelling. Like you. Yeah, it was great. It's good, good way to tell the story. Yeah. Yeah. So this one's about yeah. So it's written by Christopher Cantwell, and it's about uh. Briar Rose from Fairy Tales, who, in this version of the story, she pricked her finger on the cursed, uh, what's it called, spindle? Spindle, but was that a different character that did that in Grim Fairy Tales? That's possible. Barb, do you know Grim Fairy Tales? Oh, there's Sleeping Beauty, right? Do you know the the one about the girl that pricked her finger on a spindle as she was doing something and fell asleep. Do you know who that was? Who? No, it's not Sleeping Beauty. But she was going to be awakened by a kiss, this Briar Rose. Sleeping Beauty ate an apple, right? No, that's Snow White. There's too many of these people. Jeez. If, (laughs) if If any of the characters, you should get Snow White. That's disappointing that you're off that man you're you're losing your mind are you talking to me yeah oh. you because i can't remember which... sleeping beauty or versus uh snow white those are hey, like snow white ate the apple those are two of the biggest uh i mean they both go to sleep <laughs> Well, Sleeping Beauty goes to sleep, and so does Snow White. Snow White gets the damn print. I guess Briar Rose could be the... Oh, yeah, she is. Yeah, Briar Rose is the one. The spindle. 
So that makes sense. That's her story. It's an interesting approach to the narration and that she's narrating her own story because she's saying, I am a fairy tale and somebody killed the narrator. Yeah. I mean, that, <laughs> that, is, a, that is a very weird approach, I think. Yeah, the narrator was murdered, right? Yeah. He's captured and boiled in a cauldron. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like she had the perfect life until yeah, she went the, and spin went to the spindle and fell asleep. And I guess the prince. Well, even then, was... everything was going according to plan. But then, when the prince showed up, he decided <laughs> he decided he, he... that rather than wake her up, it would be easier just to marry her and become the prince. <laughs> That that is pretty cool. <laughs> that that is that, that is pretty selfish and cool. Because he, he, he became a king without having to To deal with her. To deal with her, yeah. He didn't want to wake her up, so he didn't like give her the kiss. But some mysterious figure did. And yeah, I don't so think like we, hundred, we, we, we don't know like that. Years later or something? Hundreds yeah. of years later. We don't know who that yeah, 100 years is. later, a mystery figure. Well, because, yeah, 100 years later, the, the castle is decrepit. The land is desolate. And over the castle's overgrown with vines and things. And, yeah, this shadowy figure in a hood finds her and kisses her and runs off. And she awakens. And she's very malnourished and... Yeah, she's all gaunt and she's coughing up dust and stuff. And does and she walks around trying to figure out what happened because trying to find people she knows or because she doesn't know that a hundred years have passed. And she's like, "What happened to this? Ca- what happened to the castle? What happened to the land?" And she gets attacked by a giant rat, but does get she a does. sword and mutilates it. So she has blood all over herself. Goes to a bar looking for water. Oh, cause she didn't she eat the rat too? Uh, yeah, she did. Yeah, cause she was starving by that point. So I missed that, cause you see that in the last panel. I missed it. Yeah, and then she goes. She goes to a bar to get water, right? Or... Yeah, to get water and to find or out something. what happened. And she yeah. looks a mess. She's covered in blood. Her mouth is covered in blood. Well, she cleaned her mouth, but her dress is covered in blood. And she says, "Hey, I'm the princess. Give me water." And he's like, "Bullshit! You're no princess." <laughs> and some guy that's a slaver comes in and says, "Well, I'll, I'll turn her into slave and just lock yeah, her I'll up. Ta- I'll take her." And some guy tries to protect her, and uh, it doesn't work too well for for him because he gets put in the cage along with her. Yeah, and he was like another. He has like blue skin, so he's from like some other tribe or what do they call it? a Norish. Yeah, some kind of cold environment too, because he suffers under heat. Yeah. Is it a he or she? I couldn't tell. It looks like a female. I remember if they said. It looks yeah, like a, a, female, a female, but it's hard to tell. 
Anyway, yeah, so they take those two off. They throw them in cages and take them across the desert. And they get attacked by... Uh, cannibals. <laughs> yeah, some ca- desert cannibal- cannibals. And the cannibals don't take them because she doesn't have any meat on the bone. And I guess and they, they know that she, the other yeah, they one... Don't eat, they don't is, eat the other people. It's poisonous to them. Yeah. So that other character gets out of and opens the cage of Briar. And then she tries to protect them. And they're found by this, this weird guy who looks like he's going to make a blood sacrifice of her, but then slits his own throat. And then they're like marching off on the middle of the desert on their own. Interesting story. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I thought it was really well done. It's like, what if something in a fairy tale didn't happen the way it was planned? Yeah, it didn't happen like it was supposed to. And in this case, the kingdom went to shit. Her father died. I guess her, the guy who married her, just for her money, died, and everything just turned into chaos. Yeah, in a so post-apocalyptic to, setting. That's what it looks like. Not just to survive in this world, this crazy world. Yep. I liked it. Yeah, it was good. I I gave. I gave Brigade a 5 out of 5 because I liked it so much. I gave Briar a 4 out of 5. I gave Briar a 5 5 out of 5. I figured you would. I didn't give Brigade anything. I gave Brigade a 5 out of 5 because I I just enjoyed it immensely. Yeah, I mean, in terms of entertainment I'm going to get out of it, it's certainly a 5. I spent the most time in it for sure. And now I'm even more intrigued because I read it like it was like, I didn't read the credits page and I, I thought it was being inked like re-inked. Yeah. yeah that's, he has done that in the past. With the snake eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I almost want to read the prophet one again. And I think I have it still just to see if that's the same case. Yeah. I want to, but I, I can't easily I bought the original off the shelf, and I can't easily get to those because those are in long boxes and they're stacked upon each other. <gasps> I'm going to look and see if I have it. Let's see. Oh, wow. I, how did I do that? I got the right box. First shot. And it's right here. Look at ah. that. My system is so great. Look at that. I don't even have to get out of my seat to get the number one. <laughs> It did, did sound like you took a shit, though, while you were getting it. <laughs> I might have, I might have <laughs> said something. <laughs> it's possible I pulled something. But I, do have like, a I won't be able to walk tomorrow, but uh, <laughs> that <laughs> I did find the comic. <laughs> I do, And I have, wow, that's weird that I have both versions right here. Look at that. I'm so prepared. I'm there such you a, are. I'm such a professional. Oh, wow, it has the same opening... Uh, Dialogue page. All right, here but, we go. But is that one in the same vein where the artist is redraws it entirely? Uh, yeah. 
looks like it. I didn't know that. Who did the art in this one? So this one's Dan Panosian. I said it was Dan Fragan. Fra no, it's Panosian. That's right. It is Panosian. Oh, gosh. Look at the art in this original version. It's so great. Oh, <laughs> uh, you can't top this. You could not have topped this. Like this page right here. It's fantastic. What is Sholey doing these days? Like, I know what... Yeah, I don't know what he's Jim, working. Jim Rugg and Ed Piscor are kind of doing, but well, they all did like Marvel stuff. Wait, did Sholey do a? The last Marvel? thing I saw was the Fantastic Four Grand Design or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. He's he must be working on something. Huh. You know what? I I prefer the original. <laughs> <laughs> but this is great just like old image okay this panel is badass who did this one I can see who did this page so two three four five six that's not piss score is it oh it is piss score Dang, that's fantastic. It doesn't look like Piscor. <laughs> I think Piscor is like of my, at least of, well, it's hard to tell because Sholey hasn't done anything in a while and Piscor is fresh in my mind. But uh, we really got to finish that fucking Red Room. Yeah, we got to finish the. I think we need to finish the next two issues and just do it. So add yeah. that to your list. Okay. We I'll send it out again as soon as I get the list. Red Room, number three and four. I think we left it. Maybe four and five. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, you, I want to... You could just finish it. You're the one that says, I, I can't take it. It's too much. Big sissy. <laughs> I don't mean it's too much in terms of like if I read if I read another I'll I'll die of the grotesqueness. I just like to let it sink in. It could still sink in. I'll just have to read them like not back to back. Okay. Like I'll read one and then a week later I'll read the other. Plan. I had to plan it out. All right. Well, the other book we have is Gambit. This is Chris Claremont. Yes. And let's see who the artist is. Espen. No, it's uh, Sid Cotain. I don't. I, I don't think I've heard that name before. Yeah, it's not familiar to me. Okay, I have a couple of questions for you because. I don't remember the de-aging of, of Orno, Storm. Oh, yeah, they did. At least they uh, referenced it, right, and told you where yeah, it they, came they from. Yeah, they tell you where it is. I, I remember the Shadow King, but I don't remember her getting de-aged. And this is kind of like right after she was de-aged and Gambit goes on a, I guess, to try to protect her as a little girl. 
um, kind of thing. Right. This one I kind of felt neutral with, but then I read the second issue and I I like it a lot more. Interesting. Yeah, I wasn't um, blown away by this issue. I'm more sucked into the story now than than I was with the first issue. I, I, I think I I regraded this after I read the second issue. I, I which is I don't know if that's a good way to do things, but um I gave I, I gave this originally a three out of five. Yeah, that's what I gave and it. after I read the second issue I gave it a four out of five. So So it gets better. Well, it it got me more engaged. I, I became more way more engaged in the storyline. And um like I I really liked it. But uh, this story, I, I I like the art a lot. It was hard for me to like get into like what was going on because they're they're both thieves and they were robbing some guy and then going into his house and and she's a little girl and it threw me off. Even though I read like okay, this is what happened. I don't understand. There's there's a couple things I don't understand. Like I I remember this Shadow King guy from New Mutants because. Didn't he show up in New Mutants a lot? Could be. With Karma? Like, didn't he have something going on with Karma? I don't remember. <clears throat> but um, I remember him, and I remember his look, because they, they draw him quite well in here. Yeah, they do show him. And I, I think there's a throwback to uh, Remy running in uh into Sabine and I think she was also a member of the Thieves Guild. And I like that. And I like how Storm had to fight her way yeah. with this other like gang, like this gang of girls that was run by Sabine. She had to have a throwdown with her in the street. Mm-hmm. And she ended up winning. She actually kicked the shit. I, I like the the kick to it. That is such a great panel. Is when they're fighting and then she kicks her right in the oh, face. Oh, kicks her in the face. Yeah, that was really good. Ow! And that is a KO. Like, she's KO'd. <laughs> and she's bragging about shit. And then she attacked. This is the part I don't get. Um, After the fight, she's walking with Gambit and then you're back. I learned something from fighting jazz. And then she's talking about the, the shadow King or the guy the, he's in somebody's body. And then he, she visits him and I don't understand how that happens, but whatever she does, she pisses him off like to no end. And then she's back with gambit. And that's the piece I don't understand. Yeah. Let me see if I can remember. She throws like a pie in his face. I don't know. Was that like a flashback or something? I don't know. I don't know if she can like, they can like get into each other's minds or what. 
Yeah, I guess that could be the case, too. I really like the way that this artist draws kids. Like, I can tell they're kids. And oh, um, I, I, yeah. love, I love, like, the dynamic movement that this artist shows. Mm-hmm. Um, because Storm is protecting a cop. Oh, the oh no, she's she saves a girl from a cop, and uh, that's what leads her into the fight scene with the girls. Yeah, I like this. I like this a lot more after I read the second issue. But uh, I after I read this, I was sort of like maybe I should have just read this digitally or not gotten it. And, uh, and then I read the second issue, and I was like, I really like this. And then there's a bounty hunter that's after Remy. And I, I remember this stuff, like, specifically when he was dating that Leela Shaney. Like, I remember her. She was a, a rock star. And uh, there's references there. So I, like, remember things, like, vaguely, but I don't remember all the details. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, yeah, this was this was cool. Yeah, I did. I did like it, and I did like the art as well. Yeah, it is. It is pretty dynamic. Yeah, I enjoyed it good, much. Good choices. I really like the artist, and I, I think my first read through, I I didn't appreciate it as much. But then I read the second issue, and I'm like, man, I really like this story. <laughs> I really like it. So I, I know this is coming out around the time of Chris Claremont's controversial speech at C2E2 or whatever. But I, I get where he's coming from. Is He's an older writer. He's a legacy writer. And they don't want him to write current continuity, and I think that frustrates him. Yeah, I think that's a... But I'm okay with him doing this story. Like, I, I found it quite entertaining, and I, I, it made me like more excited for Extreme X Men. Like, I, I wasn't all that excited, and now I'm more excited for Extreme X Men after reading Gambit personally. So I, I, I like that one. I gave it a four out of five, but I changed my original score. And a lot of it's due to the art. I God, that guy could draw. I, I like his art a lot. And the, whoever the color artist is too, he's he or she's amazing. Okay, what's this guy done before? Like he's you do this. Are you looking up the artist or what? Yeah, it looks like he's done some he did that Apocalypse Al for image. And I don't it looks like he's that. done some virgin comics. 
Let me see. You don't remember what that? I, I know I have some of those. Why do I have them all? Dream what Police. Was... Looks like he did some Dream Police also. That was the Straczynski, wasn't it? Yeah, that was Straczynski. Yeah, he did some Virgin, like Stranded. Stranded. Let's see if I have that. Devi. Oh, I do I have, I have some Devi. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I have Devi. I think I might have Stranded. I don't know. This falls into the... A lot of the Virgin comics I have an inventory. They're in the closet. Like, I found... That's where I found uh, Pamela Anderson's Shadow... I, I read it. Yeah, Shadow Hunters. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I should go through it and see how many Virgin books I have so I can inventory them. I might have the Stranded and not know it. I wonder yeah, if so the it... Stranded is... Uh, um, a TV show because it's got the sci-fi logo on it. Oh, might have been. Because the Virgin comics were were really off of what is that rich guy that has Virgin Records? It was the same dude. Yeah. That published these. So uh, we got another Marvel comic, and it's called Damage Control. Yes, by uh, Mr. Goldberg. Actually, half of it, there's two stories in this. So the first story was Adam Goldberg's story. And his writing partner, Hans Rodanoff. And did he second... write the Xenoscope stuff with him, too? or did... Yeah, yeah, he did. Okay. And the second story is by Charlotte McDuffie. Uh, Dwayne's ex? Or, I mean, his I wife? daughter. Oh, it, daughter. Is, is it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Some relation to Dwayne McDuffie. <laughs> So I think Dwayne McDuffie created Damage Control, though, right? Sounds you, likely. Are, are you aware of the property? I'm. I, I'm not. Like I. I, I remember. Never... Yeah, I am. I mean, I remember when it was coming out back in the day, and I remember the concept of it. But I don't know. I didn't ever collect it or anything. I knew. I knew the concept. I just never had any interest in. I was like, okay, these guys come and clean up the mess after the superheroes destroyed stuff, and I, I had no interest in reading it. The yeah. first series was 1989. We were too and, old. Uh, no, I, I was in the phase. I didn't like Goofy, I guess. You didn't like what? I didn't like this Goofy shit. Yeah. Silly. And then the next one was in the same year, 1989. And there's a volume three. Wow, there's there's quite a bit of volumes. I have one issue of damage control. I think and I have number one. This is the fourth volume. And all of them were written by Dwayne McDuffie, except for this volume, because he's passed. But he probably would have 
wrote it. So I, I don't know, like, I, I do know that comedy is hard to do in a comic book, and I didn't, like, laugh out loud at any of this stuff. I, I thought more, like, oh, this is cute <laughs> kind of thing, but yeah, I, I, I didn't, like, laugh at any of the jokes, unfortunately. I like the premise. The premise is an intern is training another intern to work at damage control and how important each job is including the mail room to earth <laughs> i guess yeah but it's sort of ridiculous yeah so in the uh goldberg story the the new intern needs to deliver an ice cream cake to this dude who's like at the back of the office floor, which is a pocket dimension, or in a pocket dimension, so it's like an infinite room. Yeah, to... created by Reed Richards. Yeah, so he has to get it to him before it melts. And then by the time he delivers it, he's run out of time to deliver the mail, so Nightcrawler has to come in and bamf them around to deliver the mail. <laughs> yeah, he failed delivering the cake, though. It melted, and he ended yeah. up eating it. The guy was pissed. <laughs> he I was. guess I guess he hates his job, and the only thing he looks forward to is his birthday cake every year. His ice cream and, cake and on this his birthday. Ca- in this case, he didn't even get his ice cream cake. Although... So the- it, it's pretty sad when it, I mean yes it's cool that you're looking forward to your ice cream cake but instead of like throwing a party for the guy they just have the mail guy deliver the cake yeah <laughs> like he doesn't even get a celebration like it's nobody like... gets to yeah <laughs> sing happy birthday or acknowledge his birthday just like yeah. give this guy no, his cake no one cares just put the cake in the interoffice mail and deliver it to him <laughs> <laughs> we can't bother to bring it to him or put it in a conference room or anything. Well, they give him some ridiculous <laughs> instructions, too, because he gets lost a couple times. Like, he has the cake, and some guy tells him all these difficult directions, which I, I, I would have been lost with those directions, because I'm not good with directions, but he ended up back in the same place, like, one time. Mm-hmm. And then he had to deliver the mail, and... On one mail, he didn't get there, and he just says, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to shred it. I'm going to shred it and say I delivered it. How important could this thing be? And it happened to be like something about the skull invasion or something like that, and it could lead to disaster if he yeah, didn't deliver the end it. of the world if it doesn't get delivered. Yeah. Did you, buy, did you uh, get this one, like monthly or i mean did you decide to stick with the whole series or no this you... is okay just the one so in this one uh he shredded it so they need the help of quicksilver to go through Find the, the shreddings <laughs> and actually save the day and his uh intern friend says well you didn't work out in the mail room but maybe we can get you uh 
another job and he goes I'm a people person so in the next issue he goes to like an area where people are able to submit like insurance claims like hey I have an insurance claim for this and his his job is to oh, weed out like, Hulk punched my car yeah and his job is to like weed out the the ones that he doesn't think are valid so they don't waste their time mm-hmm the people that are really doing the work don't waste their time. So he like supposed to, but he passes everybody because he believes everything they're saying. I believe every story. So, yeah. So that's, that's pretty crazy. So is that also by Goldberg? Like, is he continuing yeah, this yeah, he did dude's it. story? Yeah. I kept reading it because on this one, I gave a three out of five, like, um, I enjoyed it, and uh, but I didn't like. Love yeah, it was it. entertaining. It was entertaining. I was entertained, and again, again with the sec. I think the second issue helped me feel like I, I understand where this is going. This is a journey through the interns as he fails at every job that he gets. <laughs> yeah. Until it, maybe then, he finds a sweet spot, and I bet in you as many jokes. I bet you. The- I, I bet you he ends up being like the next intern that's training the next intern I'll guy. Train the next intern, yeah, yeah, like this this guy is. Yeah, because they said that the guy who's training him just got promoted to be head of the interns or something, right? Yeah. Do interns? I don't even know if interns in this case get paid. Sometimes interns don't get paid. Yeah, just I, do I have the no job. idea. I don't know if these guys get paid or not. The, the second story is by his daughter or wife. I don't know. Or his mother. Or his mother. Somebody's <laughs> name McDuffie. And the art is more of a... Uh... Yes, Chief. Fosgit. Fosgit. Who does Yeah, more humor cartoons. It's got stuff. like a I guess you could say it's like a Fairyland Scotty Young looking. Yeah, type. a little bit. Kinda looks like a cartoon maybe. And it focuses on the the head of the interns I, I think taking his mom through the his mom visit comes to visit, visit. Yeah. And gets a... She gets a gem on the Infinity Gauntlet. I can't remember which one. Reality Stone. Yeah. So because she has that monster. Reality Stone, she's able to tackle Thanos. <laughs> In a ridiculous story. So if you like humor in the vein of what was that Marvel not brand eh and uh arg then you might like this. Yeah, it was lighthearted. I liked the intern story better out of the two. The second one? No oh yeah, I guess they're both intern stories. No the first the Goldberger story. Oh, okay, gotcha. I think I do too. 
And there are there are funny moments in it, like there's some jokes about the heroes and their powers and stuff. I mean, just having Quicksilver have to go through all the shreddings and find the right one <laughs> yeah. is funny. Very different from what damage control function is in Miss Marvel, but uh... yeah, you don't actually ever see any damage control. It's all office related stuff. Yeah, but it seems like if you put a lot of work on these interns, all hell breaks loose. Like, if the mail room's so important, don't give it to the intern. That's <laughs> yeah. all I have to say. Yeah, if, if there's a letter that if it doesn't it, get delivered, it's going to result in the end of the, the world. Cause the end of the world. Don't yeah. put him in. Don't have. The most the, incompetent people in, in the, new the mail room. <laughs> and don't even tell it. Yeah, not only did they assign it to someone who's never worked there before, they didn't even tell him that it was it was important or anything. It was just in the pile with everything else. Yeah. No special delivery, nothing. So those were our Marvel books. I what did you give Damage Control? I think I gave it a three out of five. Okay, so I I, I would. But also. If, if, I had an say, intern, if I had an intern who, instead of delivering a letter, shredded it, he would not be there the next day. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would have fired his ass. That's your, your one job. I could see Literally. getting lost in delivering the cake late. because. Yeah. Well, even if you don't manage to deliver all the letters and say, you know, I ran out of time. Or don't whatever. shred it. Yeah, don't shred the fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, that could be his paycheck. God damn it. <laughs> Yes, at the end Who of the day, if you haven't delivered all the letters, just shred them. Shred <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Clearly not important. Just shred them. So if you do that, Bill will fire you. Yeah, you're you're all gonna fire your ass. You're done. You're done. <laughs> Don't shred his shit. No time you'll get fired. Do not shred undelivered mail. Bill will deliver it himself. So now we can switch to DC. We have Sergeant Rock versus the Army of the Dead by Bruce Campbell and Eduardo Russo. Yes. Russo. That is the 100 Bullets guy, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, he has a very distinct style. I like his style, but the problem I had with this, him drawing this book, is I don't like his representation of Easy Company. Because, to me, they have a very distinguished, like, all the dozer, and they have a very, like, specific look to them. And in this case... They're very obfuscated, and I can't tell one from the other. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I kind of felt the same thing. It's like, I like Rizzo's art, but I don't know that he was the right artist for this job. Yeah. Some just felt off about it. I I agree. I I think the zombies were rendered, like, awesome. And, like, if it wasn't Sergeant Rock, I think it would look fine. It didn't really feel like a war comic for some reason. 
it felt more like a zombie comic. Yeah, but I mean, just in terms of the art, I don't know. For, I don't know why, but maybe I just associate him so much with like crime stories. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure what it was. As far as Bruce Campbell writing a comic, I think he told a complete story in this. Like, I I get what what the story is. It's yeah. towards towards the end of World War Two, and the Nazis are losing, and Hitler's yeah, on the run, and he's desperate. So he tells his head scientist, "Oh, resurrect the dead, so we have more soldiers to fight." And Sergeant Rock and Easy Company are sent to go after them and, and actually capture a few zombies and try to figure out how yeah, to what's, defeat what's them. what's going on, yeah. How to kill them. And they're given a bunch of new technology like night vision and walkie-talkies. Yeah. Like, I enjoyed it, but it didn't feel like a Sergeant Rock story, so I was entertained. Having said that, I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5, but it was one of those that just barely creeped in there for me. The cover was very nice, cover A. I like that. Is this Gary Frank? Or... Yeah, the cover is yeah, fantastic. Now, if that had been the art on the inside, now you're talking. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's weird because I like Risso. Like I, oh, no doubt. He's a, like, I think he's, he's a, a monster. Yeah, monster drawing. It just seemed off in this book, and I don't know why it did, but it did. Yeah. Maybe it's the backgrounds. Maybe it just didn't feel like, I don't know. He did okay on like their uniforms and stuff. I didn't think he did bad. Bless you, my God, woman. So this was, I guess, the whole is DC horror. Is that yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Is that like a new imprint? Yeah, it's DC Horror Presents. Yeah, DC Horror Presents. Did they do a DC Horror Presents? Uh, it might be a new imprint. It might be Nice House on the Left. I don't. Nice House on the Lake. What is that one? DC Nice. Is that DC? <laughs> no, that one doesn't have a DC in front of it. It's just Nice House on the Lake. I think they might have had one other DC horror. Let me see. DC horror. Uh, yeah, Soul Plumber. That was the other one. Oh, Soul Plumber. And okay. there was one other I that one. Was, uh... We covered Soul Plumber, and we also covered uh, The Conjuring, didn't we? Yeah. I thought those were Hill Houses, or whatever <clears throat> they call No, they're uh, DC Horror Presents. Oh, they're DC Horror, okay. Soul Plumber and The Conjuring. So it is like an imprint. DC okay. Horror Presents. 
That's a long title. Sergeant Rock versus the Army of the Dead. What are you looking up? I was just writing the title in the show notes because it's a oh. long-ass title. <laughs> I thought you were looking up something. No. And then uh, the other DC is Aquaman Andromeda Black Label. It's a big book. It is. It's one of the oversized, pain-in-the-ass ones that I hate. I now hate them. Do you really? Only because of storage. <laughs> Because I need a special box to put them in. Yeah, but well, is it any di- is it any different with heavy metal or what else do you Creepy. get? I think you get a couple of Tomorrows and Retro Actives and Creepy and uh, Vampirous Camellia, right? I do. So you have some place to True. put it. <laughs> Doesn't mean I have to like it. I would prefer it if it was just a comic. I thought the beginning was slow as turd. Like I, it, <laughs> I, I, it, it took me after really? it, it took me about 50 pages when they introduced the team before I was like, now, okay, now I'm getting into the story, but yeah. the the first few pages were sort of rough. Well, I could have done without the Aquaman Spending time with the older lady on land, yeah. yeah, with an old lady on land making boats. But I understand that that's going to be a kind of a character development or whatever. Yeah. And then. I, I yeah, think they. The I think the they did. I think the, they did need to establish the the daughter's relationship with their father. So. Yeah, I, I liked all the I stuff. Get, with I, the I get that. Scientists. Once they yeah, got so into a bunch the of scientists. scientists who are, they're investigating an unknown object fell out of the sky and crashed into the ocean where they down all the ships and stuff that they don't want anyone to find, basically. So it's just think... part of the ocean where they'll stay and what do they say something about like the currents or something? I can't remember what it said about the Well, it, it, it was interesting, even from an intellectual standpoint, because whatever they were going after, they say that people target, like, space objects to crash in this yeah, exact location. Yeah, spacecraft cemetery, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's and, where they down satellites and stuff. Yeah, they down them in this area. And the reason they down them in that area and they target that area is because there's very little risk of it hitting anybody. Like, there's nothing out it's there. It's desolate, yeah. Yeah, it's desolate. So there's like a graveyard in that part of the ocean, and they're in an experimental sub, and they get this team together, and they're like, we have to go oh, here make it is. first yeah, they, contact. It says that the... The ocean currents push away all the nutrient-rich water, so there's nothing that lives there. It's dead as a place can get. So it's a place where there's no, like, fish or anything because there's no nutrients there. So it's a perfect spot to for a graveyard. So, yeah, so it's... it's it, 
they figure it's more than coincidental that something got downed there that they don't know what it is, so they have to go investigate. And I, I love the build-up to that. Like, And I love that there's a ship above the water that's serving as their military escort. Like, Yeah, that brought them out there. <clears throat> yeah. And then they're at a base like under the water. Mm-hmm. Well, they're in that experimental sub, I thought, that had that reactor in it. Yeah. And they're oh, heading. Yeah, that is a sub, yeah, they're they're yeah. heading towards. Um, the graveyard. The graveyard, the so they can make first contact. But I, I think there's more to the story because the guy that she runs into when she's walking around because she can't sleep because it's cold. Yeah. Um, he's like a military guy like he's she's a scientist and he's like a mercenary seems like and uh it's interesting because he's there for some i I think military reason and she's there for some science reason and um they what, what happens above land is the ship that's their military escort gets attacked by a, a kraken, like yeah, kraken. this big kraken, and it's weird because th- there's that one engineer that's in there and he's reading a like book of the kraken or something like that, and it actually attacks the ship, and they're like, well, should we go up there and save them because they're gonna drown and all this stuff, and the captain says, nope, we're gonna continue on with our mission. Yeah, we and, have a mission. Uh, yeah. And then uh, there's a little side story with Black Mana because somebody's hiring Black Mana to go do the intercept as well, and that that's interesting too. Yeah. So, and Aquaman does help. Uh, he fights the, the people Kraken. Of the, yeah, the fights the Kraken and helps the the soldiers the that are on that ship. I really liked it, but it it took me. I don't know, like 20 pages to get into it. Like once I was in it, it felt like the abyss. Like I, yeah, I felt like once I, was I got in... to the scientists going under the water and stuff, then it was very atmospheric. Yeah. Like... Yeah. I it gave, was like I, the abyss I, where you get the feeling of yeah. being underwater and exploring and stuff. I gave it a four out of five. Yeah. So did I. But yeah, I was I, I was thinking well. I was thinking I was heading towards a three out of five, but I really got into the story, and I do have the second issue, and I was gonna read it, but I I didn't have enough time. If I knew you were gonna be that late, I would have been able to finish it. <laughs> you could you could have read a couple of comics just when you were waiting. Now yeah. you know for the future. For the future, you can uh, prepare yourself better. That's right. I don't know what to give this Sergeant Rock because I, man, I, I want to give it a four out of five, but it almost is crossing <laughs> into the three. And I, I gave it, it a three not, out of five, but maybe the story gets better. It's not, it's not because it's like wrong. It's just weird. Like I, I feel the same way you you do about Risso's art. Like I love Risso, but man, it just didn't fit this. It didn't fit what I what I envisioned for the story, I guess. Yeah, maybe maybe that's part of it too. Self 
self. Uh, what we what we were preconditions for, yeah. Yeah. And then we have my one of my favorite anthologies, exciting, exciting. comics from Antarctic Press. I love this fucking continuing anthology. our. The, the current storylines that are going on are all really good. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I I swear if we weren't covering this on the show, I would just keep on going. Because I I get into the stories, like... Yeah. And some of them, like, come back every other issue. Some of them are there every issue. Yeah, I wish that... Uh, what was that one? I wish Nature Man was more consistent. Cause I like yeah, that story. Nature Man, I had to remember that was that that had happened a long time ago. Yeah, it skips. But it, he's it, he's he's a golden age hero, and he he was coming back after being missing for a long time, and his corporation was being run by somebody else. Well, it's his like nephew or something, great yeah. great nephew or something. Yeah. But um. In this one, they they actually go to discover like this things of artifacts. It's weird because they have like a Doctor Who uh, told. Did you notice that? And what? And one um, when they're looking at those artifacts that they're the corporation was collecting, they have a Doctor Who uh, phone booth in there, a police box. Oh yeah, they do. Have a... Yeah, but. Uh, I didn't look to see what all the objects were in there. One of this boxes says it's almost like it's alive, and then a, a character. That comes robot out of looks it. like some kind of famous robot. Uh, where's the robot? On the far far right. Oh yeah, the day the Earth stood still. Oh, that yeah. Yeah. It is a famous robot. I didn't notice that because it's in the corner. And then the painting on the wall is probably like a famous abstract painting of some sort yeah so it's been a while since we saw nature man but uh that was by dan is that a captain america shield (laughs) where's the shield behind the next to the police box. oh yeah by the police box then then, then, then i then i like the orale I like this kid because he reminds me of New Mexico. So it's like, Orale! <laughs> this guy pops out of the box and he's like, Orale! <laughs> I like that. What is the other term he used? He, he used another one. I'm trying to find it. He says, uh, I like when he's, this is my friend Hector. He's been helping me navigate this brand new world. So, <laughs> so, yeah, he's got definitely some jargon in his. I can't find it, but I think he does say something where I was like, "Oh, that's that reminds me of home too," but I can't find it. So yeah, I I, I like nature, man. Uh, that was good. I like yeah. the art; it's consistent. Yeah, that's good. And then this one had the new feature of Niobe. Yeah, Niobe Niobe, um, I think I kickstarted this thing. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought it was a Kickstarter. Uh, But I think I didn't do that Kickstarter. 
I'm looking right now. No, I didn't. So this is new to me. Right. There's two Niobes. One was um, in 2020, Birthright, which is the one we're reading. Yes. And uh, this one was a Kickstarter, but uh, I didn't buy that one. I bought the second one, which was Niobe okay. Origins. Ah. So um, this is the first time for me on this character. And and this one is kind of like a – it's interesting because uh, it has like abortion-type theme to it. Um, yes. Pro-abortion and, and anti-abortion and it – Right, because uh, it – yeah, it opens with a, a girl who – is she's she finds out she's pregnant, and during the ultra, or I guess she doesn't find out. She's known she's pregnant, and she's getting an ultrasound and finds out that her baby has wings. And in this in this universe, they call mutants what was it genomes? Yeah. And they're and you know, uh, this isn't exactly original. We've seen it before, but. People, people without powers are prejudiced against the the mutants. So they but, want. But, but I, I like I like the approach that the writer takes, in that he shows like the hippo. There, there's people that are anti-abortion, but because she's oh because it's a because mutant. it's yeah. because it's a mutant, they change their minds. Yeah, and, and that's very fine, that's fine with aborting. That it, yeah. it is so like hypocritical, but it's so real. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it's yeah. like when it's a politician that's against abortion, but yet he was screwing yeah, gets, five gets five abortion, interns, and he has he gets all the yeah. girlfriends' abortions. Yeah. Uh, Herschel Walker is in the news right now, right? I mean, uh, yeah, it's so it's it's, it's nothing a com- new. Yeah, a common hypocrisy. A common thing, but the thing I like about it is. It, it seems like the writer's not throwing either or, you know, like his bias towards one or the other. Uh, the heroine is pro-life, but no, she's it, also a genome. Like she, she's also wants to protect it because she's a mutant. Right. And she's there to protect it because they're at that like place and, there's cops outside trying to protect the people, like trying to protect them from stomping into the clinic and doing something that they're not supposed to be doing. But yeah. uh, I really like this one. I I think the art is really good. Um, yeah, the art is what's his name like Sameo or whatever. Yeah. Or is it- Say it at the end. I don't see where it says it. Sounds like the character was created by a writer that doesn't draw and then eventually got somebody oh for like a a yeah. game. He created the character for a game and then wanted to create the character but he couldn't draw and finally got somebody to draw his creation at a convention sounds like me and Bill 
Except we never publish our book. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't got that far yet. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it too. Although it was uh, well done, and I actually liked the well. So well, I guess we can just continue because the story continues in eighteen. Yeah. Where we find out that the Vatican at the Vatican there are mut also mutants with wings who believe themselves to be angels. So this one angel takes a special interest, or they take a special interest in the the unborn baby because it has wings, and it's like I think they said like only six of them had been ever born. So this is like the seventh or something like that. Yeah. So they they have an interest in this baby now too. And we find out that the girl doesn't know who the father is; that she just got knocked up after a night of drinking. Well, I think the mother is pretty harsh on her daughter, man. I mean, she's like hardcore. She's the one that wants the abortion, too. Like, let's get rid of this kid. Yeah. Yes, don't let one it bad doesn't doesn't seem to think about her daughter's feelings at all, one way or another. It, it, it seems like the mother's is more about her, like what how it's affecting her. At least that's the impression I get. I really like the art in the second one. Like, There's something about the facial expressions and stuff that remind me of another artist, and I can't name him. Yeah, I've always liked this guy's art. He's doing... He's doing uh, I think he's doing one of the books for that one publisher... It like, looks uh, familiar to me. The publisher is doing like... What, do they have a Devil's Tree? Is that what book? Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, Blood Devil or Blood... <clears throat> Blood River, whatever it's called, yeah. Oh, uh, the tree one. Yeah, I... Blood Moon is the publisher. Yeah, Blood Moon. Yeah, I think he's doing some of the art for Blood Moon. I like his art a lot. <clears throat> I, I really love this anthology. I just... It's like a soap opera, and I get into each story, and I just keep on going, you know. And it's so much different than the image one, because the image one, it's like I'm only on board for like four stories out of the eight or nine. Yeah. And this one, I feel like I'm invested in all of them. All this of them. could yeah. this could be like my favorite anthology ever. It is good, and like I said. I particularly like the stories that are going on right now in it. Yeah. Um, so let's get back to 17. So the next one is Fallen Justice. Oh, this this story's nuts. It's fucking nuts. I, I'm really into this story. This is Gary Kelly and Stephen Forbes with art by Harold Edge. And the last time we covered it this guy had like killed a bunch of people in a fight like on the subway yeah on the subway and and then he was getting accused of stuff politically and his team was turning on well, him because yeah. of all the well, issues he was on the he was on the, like a, a news show or something or like an interview show and the 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 host was like 
railing into him cause, about his charity work because she's like, aren't they just dependent on you now? Yeah. And this guy also is a, a guy that seems like he has to be working 24-7 and he's kind of running himself into the ground. And if I remember correctly, in one of the issues it gave his origin story, the aliens gave him his powers. Yeah. Uh, because they were talking about it in the interview. Right. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did. And this one opens up with him helping a bunch of people. And then yeah. kind of he like... He likes being the hero, I think. Like Yeah. Then like grabbing he, his plays. head, like something happens to his head and he crashes into a mountainside. So he goes to the doctor and they put him in an MRI machine and they start figuring out what's wrong with him. And they found out that he's he's dying. And then things just get fucking nuts because there's a bank robbery with the comedian uh, the comedy and tragedy Tra- comedy and tragedy <laughs> and they're robbing a bank and these guys are killing people like they they killed one guy and then they're getting ready to kill the cop and then he comes in the way and saves the cop but then he kills i think he kills tragedy at least we find out in the second no, yeah, he, punch, oh, he punches his face. Punches his face it. and it it blew his head off. Yeah, it punched his Spunk. head right off. That's where I got kind of lost because I was lost in that panel because it just happens and it's like Splunk. Yeah, they should have made that panel bigger. Or they should have shown the head flying off or something. Or that should have been a splash page. Yeah. <laughs> But then he kills that guy, and the, I think they were brothers. Yeah, so comedy brothers. is like they capture comedy, and then there's this the reporter. There, there's just like simple things yeah, in here. I I like how trail. she's like she's with this guy on the camera thing, and he's I don't know why I let you talk me into this stuff, and she says because like everyone else, you're hopelessly in love with me, and plus I'm hot. <laughs> Now keep the camera above my waist and focus. <laughs> it's just like crazy shit like that. And I'm like, that's fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, I like this storyline. And then the nothing, man. I, I, I fucking love this story. This one's by N.S. Kane and Pencils and Colors by John Rhodes. This, this story is fucking nuts as too. <laughs> It's crazy shit. Um, this one has somebody. They're trying. He's trying to find out who he is. Right. This is the one with the the guy who can't remember who he is, and he goes to the cabin in the woods and teams up with the woman who he's in still short with. The shorts. Yeah, he's still yeah, with because they're shorts, they're together. And then the all of a sudden, the part that that is so jarring in this one is they have the girl that was on fire. I forget what her name is. And then yeah. she got away. Firecracker, the, I think. Like he, that. like, put out her fire. And then she, like, put on this skimpy, like, fireman outfit in her little bikini. And now she's in the fireman outfit. And she's, like, teaming up with this. <laughs> she's teaming up with them. And I, yeah. I don't understand how that even happens. But it did. <laughs> And uh, the one girl that was in the short shorts in the woods, she just belts her at the end of this one, man. It's like she just clocks her. 
in the face. But I don't even know why, like, they're together, because the girl, I don't know if her name's Inferno, or it has something to do with fire. I thought it was Firecracker or something. Firecracker, you're right, you're right, it's Firecracker. Firecracker was put out, I don't know how he put her out, I don't remember. Yeah. But, uh... She's there in that fireman outfit, but this other girl takes the inhibitor off her neck. And um, I don't know why she does that. Like, I I don't get it. Like, I don't know why she wouldn't leave the inhibitor on. And She says, says, I promise I'll tell you everything I know about him. I'll tell you who he really is. Yeah, maybe that's why she really wants to find out who he is. I I I don't think she takes the inhibitor off in this issue. It happens no, in, the next yeah, issue. in the next issue. One. This one's more focused on like the team. I guess it's the team who's gonna of bad guys in the city. Yeah. Which the one guy rock, wants to rock go. Dude. The rock dude wants to go after uh, nothing, man. And you got to remember from last issue, he he. They said, "What well, what is your name?" And he goes. He he meant like nothing, man. Like nothing, man. What what should we call you? Nothing. Don't call me anything. Is what he meant. And he said yeah, nothing, nothing, man. man. <laughs> nothing, comma man. And they they, they penned him nothing, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I just get a kick out of this comic book. It's so much fun. And then we got Sumo Boy, who we last saw stop a uh, a car, you know, saving his friend. And uh, this is an issue where he's just telling hey. his friend, uh, his like, his, hey, his, my yeah, powers. His origin story. Yeah. And it's very it, a Japanese origin. Yeah, story. his uh, mother was isn't really his mother. Some old lady dropped him off with his mother, and then she kind of took him in as his mother. But yeah. she has well, powers too. That's what I didn't realize. Yeah, because I guess the legend is that they turn to a rock. Eventually. Yeah, the the go, whatever the spirit gives you a baby, and then the baby turns into a rock, turns to rock. But she was able to use her powers to save him. So he, he lived, and now he's growing up. Yeah, like, so I think he's kind of like based on probably like a old Japanese legend type story, urban legend or whatever, or not yeah. urban legend, ancient legend. It's just a play off of that. And fallen justice, uh, it's pretty much the reporter going to talk to comedy, right? Yeah, he's in jail. Yeah, and comedy's kind of like a a Joker type character. And us trying to find out what is wrong with him. In fact, in I think scans. there was a line where she says, "Like, don't be a Joker" or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of funny. And he's all crying because his brothers got killed. And they're still scanning our hero, and uh, they find something is in his his brain. 
got a tumor of some sort. Yeah. And then for some reason they put uh what's his name? They put comedy in a cell with like another criminal, supervised criminal, which seems like a really bad idea to me. <laughs> yeah, because comedy doesn't have any powers, but this other guy has an inhibitor collar. Yeah. Very much like the inhibitor collar in the other story. Yeah, there's a lot of the, inhibitor yeah. collars. <laughs> And then he finally goes back home uh, to see his girlfriend, Carrie. But he doesn't have the strength to tell her what's going on. Yeah, he doesn't admit what's really going on with him. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I'm liking this story. (laughs) Nothing, man. Did you see the opening page of Nothing, man? That the the picture that her ass is in the air, like the way the artist draws her, it's like, you could, you could kind of see like, (laughs) 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 through the fireman's uniform. Yeah. I, I I know it's very noticeable. (laughs) I I was trying to figure out like how it's even possible. (laughs) Like, why does she, that, because it, it continues like through the follow through like she got punched in the face so she's like near a trash can and her ass is facing you yes <laughs> yeah she's on all four kind of on all fours oh my god that's like so noticeable and her boobies are falling out so she helps her she removes the inhibitor collar, which I don't know why she would do that, because now Firecracker could use her her powers. Yeah, so now they're going on a, a drive in the car. And you get the origin story of Firecracker. And there's the scene that, like, when they're driving and she like slams on the brakes just to, so she can hit the. Oh, Cause she's, she's about to reveal who, what his name is. Yeah. She doesn't want, I guess to, to yeah, know. The cabin it, so lady, she... the cabin lady wants him to discover on his own. Doesn't want him to be told. <laughs> so she slams on the brakes and her head hits the windshield. And she has that bikini underneath that fireman's outfit. You know, she's a teeny, teeny bikini. It's so ridiculous. And they're heading into the city where it looks like all hell's breaking loose. Yeah, because I don't remember if it was in this one or the last one. They said something about, like, uh, what's it called? I can't remember the word for it now. Ground Zero or whatever. Yeah. yeah, Ground Zero. There's some Ground Zero events in the city that blew it up. And I think we get introduced, or we might have been introduced to them before, but I didn't remember them. But uh, this woman that seems to be in charge with the dog tags on her chest, <laughs> she seems to be the big bad of some sort. Yeah. 
And we've already talked about Niobe Part 2. So it looks like next issue we have Fallen Justice, Nothing Man, and Niobe. And there might be another one. They always swing in four, usually. Yeah. <clears throat> Good stuff. Yeah. I gave them a four out of five, but they're highly addicting. It's like you're in a soap opera and you want to read the next and the next and the next. Yeah. So when we, when we read two issues like that, do you read one issue and then the next issue? Yeah, I read them back to back. Or I read like story by story. So I'll read like both parts of the story. No, I read them just back to just back. But I read I yeah. read them though as they're presented, and then I jump right into the next issue. So it's like I remember, you know. Yeah. You, oh, you read what, what yeah, happened right, right yeah. in a row. Yeah. yeah. All right. I think that's all the comics. We did it. We did it. So. um do you have any TV you want to talk about? I don't think I have anything new. I'm still going through my existing shows. I did start watching. I've started. Uh, well, I guess I started watching uh, Voy Voyager. Is that what I'm watching? <laughs> I think Voyager, Star Trek Voyager. As my current. Current Star Trek. Uh, ex exercise show? No, that's my just show I'm watching. When's the last time we recorded? A couple, I think it's two weeks ago. Uh, now my exercise show is still. I still haven't finished uh, the ninth. Whatever it's called, the Anna Delvey one. Oh, yeah. I'm almost done it, though. I think I'm up to the last episode. So I've watched a lot more because I'm still on my Halloween kick. And uh, yes. <clears throat> I watched uh, Ted Lasso Season 1 I, I on Apple TV. Fucking awesome as hell. Like, everybody that told me you got to watch Ted Lasso was justified in telling me to watch Ted Lasso. Like, it's... <laughs> It's everything I expected and more. Like, I expected it to be good. Yeah. I didn't expect it to be as it, good as it is. It, it exceeded it, your it, expectations. Yeah, it's 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 up there with uh, Seinfeld, The Office, uh, Friday Night Lights. Uh, it's, it's up there. Like, Reservation Dogs, shows that are just in my Spartacus, that they're, they're just up there. Like, beyond shows I would watch again and again and again. So uh Ted Lasso's is that show. It, it it's funny, but it's also has a lot of serious themes in it and um I like it a lot. Well I, I like it a lot. And I was shocked cool. to see that one of the soccer players Barb told me this, like I wouldn't even known this fact, but one of the soccer players that that I really like, and and he gets hurt in the first season, so he's becomes like a coach. But he uh, 
he is Hercules in Thor. Like he's the guy that shows up in the end credits uh, on Thor Love and Thunder. So like I now I'm more stoked. Like I was when I saw him as Hercules, I'm like, man, he's not buff. But yeah. now that I know who he is, like I am more behind him being Hercules because okay. they only gave him two weeks. I like th- the yeah. Actor. Oh, uh, Barb also looked up like the facts of him. They only gave him two weeks to like play Hercules. Like he didn't have time to like totally buff up. They were like, "You have two weeks. You're Hercules. You're gonna show up in ten minutes, or, or I mean, two two seconds of the show." <laughs> So he oh, didn't have time the, to yeah, yeah he he didn't have time the, to go work the sneak, out the sneak peek yeah um the, the other five out of five that um I watched was a show called The Rental and this show was is, is fucking creepy um what is that a, on it's about two couples that go rent a a rental like a beautiful house on the coast of i think it was in california mm-hmm. the guy is with his wife and he has a, a business with the other girl that is dating his brother and they go up to this just for a weekend just to go hang out and something happens i, I can't tell you because the whole purpose of this thing is fucking the surprise and shit yeah but uh something happens there and they find out that something's being there's cameras in the fucking shower heads so like from that point on all hell just fucking breaks loose in this i this it's a crazy show and it makes you think about holy shit man i mean do i want to get in one of these uh, airbnbs ever again like do I, yeah it'd be so easy for them to hide cameras creepy somewhere. as fuck um i really liked it that was on the net that was on netflix that was really good five out of five was that on netflix yeah on amc plus shutter was the is watcher and that's about a woman that moves to God, I can't remember where it was. Hungary? I, I don't remember where it was. She moves there with her boy f- husband, I think. And she sees somebody watching her from across the way, and just things get fucking insane. If you're like into the rear window and stuff like that, it is really creepy. Um,. It was a direct to shutter movie. I, I liked it a lot. I gave it a four out of five. Uh, that led me to open windows. And this is an Elijah Wood film mm-hmm. with Sasha Gray, who's a porn star. Somebody said she's a porn star. I had to look her up to make sure. But uh, uh, That's unfortunate that you had to do that research. I had to go do that research. <laughs> And see a couple of videos and make sure it was. It was the same really person. her. Yeah. yeah. Had to study it. <laughs> had to study it and rewind a couple of times and. <laughs> I, I really just did in, sure, in-depth yeah. investigation just to make sure. <laughs> well, it's important it to really know the facts. Her. Yeah. You've got to <clears> have yeah. Facts, right? 
I got to look up this director's name because I I did watch another thing from him and I I got one more to watch. He's, he's, I think he's from Mexico, but he's really incredible. And this, this thing had horrible Rotten Tomatoes scores and I watched it anyway and I, I fucking loved it. Um, I got to look up this director because Super Ugly said, well, if you like this, check out these other two. And I found the other one. Oh, the director's uh, name is Nacho. Nacho. Nacho Libre. <laughs> Nacho! Nacho Vigalono. <laughs> yeah. I, so, so I watched this. I found it to be incredible, inventive. Like, it's about this guy who has a fan site for a Sasha Gray type character. She's not a porn star, but she's in the model or something a model and horror movies and all kinds of stuff okay yeah and he wins a contest at least he thinks he wins a contest and then he's being manipulated by somebody else who's on his computer and watching and doing all this stuff so he's manipulating him and making him look like the stalker when he really is the stalker and there's so much more to this series that it it just it'll it'll blow your mind um I can't remember what the other movie's called. It's like Time... Oh, Time Crimes. Time Crimes. Okay. So then I went... <clears throat> Super Ugly said, if you like this one, go check out Time Crimes. So I, I checked out Time Crimes, and that's that's a fucking insane time time slipping, time machine type thing. I can't remember movie. if I saw that one or not. It's it. got subtitles. Um, yeah, it's the best. So you got got to read the what's going on. But I did it on the elliptical, and I, I watched it, and I was like, "This is fucking awesome." So I got to check the other the other one that he did because it has Anne Hathaway, and I I'm one of those guys that thinks Anne Hathaway's the shit. Like I I think she's amazing, sexy. I I, I just I think she's really hot so I, i'm looking forward to seeing this third movie if it's streaming anywhere so i i think um in terms of open window was on peacock so that one's available if you have peacock and the time crimes was available on free no not freebie um God, I can't think of what it is. It's one of those free. Oh, Plex. Voodoo. It was available on Plex. Oh yeah, it's on Plex. It's on so, Pluto. It's on a lot of Crackle. It's on everything. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I found out Plex. Okay, Pluto is really hard because it's 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 a free app and it doesn't remember where you were. So I went with yeah. Plex because it keeps track of where I'm at and I can go back into oh, the app yeah, and, and watch it and it's free. That's good. So. It, it was it was weird because also based on Super Ugly's comment, it said uh, it got Timmy Thum. I don't know if you knew Timmy Thum, but yeah, uh, Thumcast. Thumcast, yeah. Timmy got in there and said, "Time Crimes was the." It made him so angry because it was the stupidest movie he ever saw, <laughs> but I loved it. So I I like kind of uh, like knew. Let's see where I fall on the scale. I, I just think I I think this cre- this director he writes stuff too i think he's like so creative bill like i i haven't seen some of the shit that he's like he's done before like it was it was all new to yeah, me it looks like he's got a lot 
Yeah, it looks like he, he's got a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So I, I was really happy with those two films. And then I watched another movie on Shudder called Deadstream. And I would highly encourage people that like Evil Dead or Bruce Campbell, who wrote the Sergeant Rock comic, to go check out Deadstream on Shudder if you have it. But this is about a a streamer, like a YouTuber, that was very popular, very popular. He was had millions and millions of downloads, and he did something that was unforgivable. So he his career went down the toilet, and finally he's making a comeback, and his job is to go spend the night in a haunted place where a bunch of murders happened. And all hell breaks loose. <laughs> so it, it, it's a crazy, it's ridiculous, but it's really cool. Like it's really cool in the vein of uh, Evil Dead. And um, it, it, it's filmed a lot through the camera. So you got to be able to look through the camera a lot, but it's really cool the way it's done because you can see the computer. It's, it's like open windows. A lot of open windows you see through the guy's computer. So, uh, uh, very similar vein and then uh the last four out of five was halloween ends the we saw on peacock it was the final uh jamie lee curtis halloween that continued it and it was so good i think i think the opening scene is was one of the best opening scenes in halloween because it, it's fucking creepy um but yeah i like that and then i saw sorority babes and slime bolorama Ah, so, uh, yes. yeah. And then the other show I, I want to be movie action. It was good. I enjoyed it. Um, we read, I think we covered the comic in here, uh, from full moon comics. The other, uh, then, then, then I was like, what am I going to watch next? So we started, uh, another series, uh, season two of, uh, uh, Ted Lasso, and then the other show, I, I still wanted to say on my exercise doing horror themes, and I started the movie, the, the TV show The Watcher, which is seven episodes on Netflix, based on a true story. So I watched a lot of YouTube videos based on the truth, and then I watched the actual show, and it was fucking terrifying, uh, at least for me. Um... There's nothing more that scares me about money and home invasion and threats and stuff like that than realistic things. And the fact that this was yeah. true or based in truth is, is, is absolutely terrifying. And there, and there there is some fictional things in here that make it more suspenseful and more scary. But if you look at the framework of the entire series, the truth is there from like how it starts and how it ends. It's just some of the the things that happen in the house are exaggerated. But God, I thought this was incredible. And it I, I, I watched the seven episodes really fast because I couldn't I couldn't put it down. Like normally I exercise and I'll break up the episode in half, but I, I I was watching a whole episode in one exercise session, and if I didn't get to finish it for some reason, then I would come home and and watch it before we started Ted Lasso. So, yeah, that's that's really good. 
The Watcher. So there, there's two st- movies. There's one show called The Watcher, and then there's another movie called Watcher. Uh, I watched a lot of stuff. I've been watching a lot of uh, home invasion stuff. And then I just finished a movie called Haunt, which is another haunted murder house story. Yeah. Which is on uh, IFC uh, AMC Plus. So uh, yeah, more more horror. I, I I would actually like to just stay in horror because I, I'm really digging it. I don't know if it'll go beyond October, but I really like what I'm watching. Yeah, it sounds like you're finding some good stuff. So, and one last thing, I saw Black Adam. And I, I, uh-huh. I love, 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 loved it. And I know no nobody that listens to this show has my same tastes because you say, oh, "What's your favorite DC movie?" And I say, "Suicide Squads." Those are my favorite movies. And you can kind of gauge where I am at based on my mm-hmm. loves and stuff like that. But Black Adam was fucking amazing. Like I. I haven't watched a superhero movie since Suicide Squad, which was a year and a half ago, but that has given me those, like, just emotions of all kinds of emotions during the movie. And I I went in with zero expectations because there was the preview, and I was like, okay, yeah, let's go see it. And I I just loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, you knew knew you were going to go see it no matter what. Yeah, but I thought it was going to be your typical superhero movie and yeah. it, it was your typical superhero movie but it was one of those ones that just hit my buttons like push my yeah. buttons and said oh my god you just love this thing yeah yeah i'll probably go see that next weekend or something I'll... and we saw it in, in one of the more expensive theaters so the sound was really impactful but man i I cried a little bit because I saw Dr. Fate and Eric loved Dr. Fate. And I, I just uh, like, oh, my God, he would have fucking loved this. Really like, loved he would have loved it. And he is portrayed awesome, like Hawkman and Dr. Fate. Holy crap. The whole JSA is awesome. Yeah. And uh, Black Adam is, if if you've been reading Black Adam, he, he nails, like, the shades of gray of the character and everything that that he's about i think the rock did awesome so yeah i can't speak high enough about it but i'm my own weirdo and i like open windows and time cap you know <laughs> time crimes that people don't like so although time crimes has a good score in my opinion it's the open windows that doesn't and i i can kind of guess why because of the way it's shot but it's really innovative. Like it's incredibly innovative in my opinion. And the guy that is the, the main bad has such a great voice because he does it over the computer and his voice is just, it's so perfect for the role. But, um, yeah, I watched a lot of good shit, Bill. Sounds like it. Yeah. Very excited. Matter of fact, Sometimes I'm more excited about what I'm watching than reading lately, um, especially with shows like Ted Lasso and The Watcher. 
they keep yeah, me from reading up. Good like that. It's like I don't want to put him down. Like I just and and I'm driving Barb crazy because she's not watching the watcher with me, but I'm I have to talk. It's one of those things like I have to talk about it, about it, and there's nobody <laughs> to talk about it with. And she has to listen to my bullshit. And I know and what she's was the, like, "What was the Watcher?" Oh, that was on uh, Netflix. Netflix, yeah. Maybe I'll make that my next uh, exercise show. The, it, it's horror to me because of there's money involved in an investment in your house and stuff, and it, it's like realistic horror. Like it's just it's. And then when you go, yeah, real, I, real I, world. I, if I if if you could control, fears. like watch watch the Watcher. And then go watch the YouTube video about what the truth is. And if you watch it in that order, it's a better order because you yeah. will even like the ending even more when you know the truth. And I will just say, if you like, if you if home invasion scares you and people manipulating you scare you, then it's a good scary movie. But it's also one of the best whodunit. Like, if you're yeah. into whodunit clue kind of movies, oh my god, it's one of the best I've ever seen. Because everyone is a suspect. Like, it, it, it's it, the way they do it is phenomenal. And the way it ends is even better because. Oh, it's just so good. I wish I could just spoil the fuck out of it. <laughs> because it's one of those things I would just like to... into yeah. One of these things I'd like to say is, to this day, it's still unsolved. They don't know who did it. And it, that's it's so fucking creepy. Yeah. yeah, I'll have to check that one out. Ah, so good. I'm glad I watched it. I don't know what made me watch it because I didn't see anybody talking about it. I just happened to run across. I was like, The Watcher? And then I was like, I just watched Watcher. Yeah, so I wonder what this one's about. They probably should have gone with a different title because I swear, like when I hear Watcher, I, I think of, like there's been different Watchers over the years, so... There's a reason this one has to be the Watcher, though. There, 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 there's. Yeah, I'm sure it's applicable to the. Oh, story it's it's a hundred percent applicable. It's the best. It. It's the best title for it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you know they thought about that because uh, clearly they're aware of all the other Watcher properties that exist. So. Yeah. But they still went with it. So. Yeah, I I would be out. surprised if you're not captivated by it, but. My, yeah. my well, I'm are... sure I will be. I mean, I like the, I like whodunit type stuff. That's the mastery of it, because just when you think, I I like the way they did it because you think they they lead you down rabbit holes, just like the people that are going through the situation, and it's like, oh, I think this person, oh, this person did it, and then I'm just like, okay, this person, oh God, it's so good, like. Mm-hmm. It, oh man and it's so creepy there, there's like three scenes that just freak my shit in that fucking thing it's it's all and i i feel tense too because there's scenes in there where i'm like if i was homeowner like i'm just tense like 
it, it, the tension and suspense are just incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. But I've I've beat my my watch list to death. I I have been since we got this new TV for sure. I've been watch taking advantage of Peacock, Apple, uh, Amazon Prime. Every, I mean everything. I like the fact that I can find anything. Yeah, I ha- might have to pay for something, but it, it's kind of nice to know. Yeah, so much stuff. That's so much stuff on my fingertips, mm. and I, I literally, if I retire today, every day there's something that shows up on the main screen that like, oh, I'll watch this or I'll watch <laughs> Ooh, this or I'll. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. And I still have to inventory comics, and I haven't done it for. I'm kind of glad that DCBS sent me the late. They they sent me a note. We're late this week. We're late next week, and uh, we're gonna refund some of your money because we're not shipping it weekly. And they, I I, I, I needed I needed the break to process. Uh, I haven't processed the last week's stuff. Yeah, stuff. Which is two in. weeks ago, and yeah. they haven't shipped me two weeks worth of books going on Tuesday. So it's like. I needed that break just to not have as much Catch books up, to yeah. deal with, yeah. But then you're going to get two big boxes. <laughs> yeah, two, it's going to be horrible. But uh, I, I'm hoping to scan these into the database uh, two weeks worth. I mean, the we, last two weeks ago I got a box, and I hope to scan that in today and get them bagged and boarded as I watch football. But, uh, Bill, there's so much good horror stuff to watch. There is. And, uh, I, I just wish there was more time in the day. I, I so much want to retire and just chill. You know, I think I have seen time crimes. (laughs) I'm thinking about it now. Do you remember the general theme? The guy moves into like a house that they need to build. Like they're having work done on it. And it looks like him and his wife are starting to get. And one day he gets a pair of binoculars and goes and sits on the backyard of his, his place. And he sees something. And he traces that something and then it leads back. Uh, I can't really say without spoiling it. Yeah, I can't. Because the whole surprise is yeah, there, there's a time machine involved and a lot of fuck ups, and uh, it gets crazy. That's all I have yeah. to say. That's all I can say without. I think I have, but I'll, have to, I'll check it out and see, see if it's the one I'm thinking of. It's it, been a while. It, so. It's interesting because it's not a horror movie, but it is. Like. It has a horror theme in it. Yeah. About a killer. So it I almost thought it was gonna fall out of my Halloween watching kind of thing, but it didn't. It kind of fit it into saved it. itself. Yeah, it's like sci <laughs> sci fi horror. Cool. Alright, well we can wrap this one up and you didn't even have time to get a cheer wine today. 
I know. I didn't take. I didn't have. Wasn't long enough to take a break. I should yeah. have been prepared. <laughs> and we even started late. Uh, I think <laughs> no about excuse. ten minutes late, maybe a little more. But uh, we can end on this one note and uh, go watch The Watcher. Yeah, I'll, I'll cue it up. I think uh, Melanie would like it. It. it I wish. I wish that I would have watched this with Barb because it's one of those shows that I I want to digest after every episode and just discuss, you know, like Yeah. Did you see the this or did, and stuff, what are yeah. You, yeah. Who do you think this is right now? Like you, let's let's sit back and look at our facts and Yeah. I, I that I wish I could have done that with Barb. But uh it it didn't uh work out because I never know what I'm getting into and we have so little we have an hour and a half to watch TV before I pass out every night Yeah. after work so you can reach Bill at DBM00 and let him know what you think about his behavior and how he's been <laughs> uh, at DBM00 on Twitter yeah, you can, send your compliments my way yeah let him know about like how he can't remember. <laughs> First he shows up late because he doesn't know how to operate Skype. And then he can't remember what he just bought. <laughs> so let him know about his performance. And then, then he doesn't know how to work Excel or Word. <laughs> or do a diff. How to do a diff. Yeah. Oh, yeah or to save off to a CSV file. He just... Let him know at DBM00. I'm at Mike Myers Brunch on Twitter, and you could follow, send an email at Mike at comicbooknoise.com or Bill at comicbooknoise.com. And go to the website at geekbrunchpodcast.com. And also on Facebook at Geek Brunch Podcast. Click the like bu- button and follow all the episode threads there for Mike M's Weekly Reads, Geek Brunch Retro, and this podcast. And we'll be back in two weeks. I hope I won't be on travel, but... But you might be? Might be, yeah. It could could move to the left. It could move to the right. It could stay the same. I don't know at this point, but uh, we'll see. I'll try to let you know in advance as soon as I find out, because you might have some extra time. The only books we have are... The last Shadowhawk and the rest of Red Room, and then I, we have a ton of Spawn. I mean, that, that guy's pumping yeah, out. Definitely, did, definitely the guy, the guy is surprised. I have pumping two in my pile. I'm like, Whoa. He's, he's <laughs> pumping out so much Spawn. Like, I figure it's like I'm already shit. In some titles, I'm two, I'm two issues behind already, and one issue behind on others. But it just depends. But they're coming out so fast and so frequent. <laughs> yeah, we can do. Uh, we can add all the spawns that I currently have. And if you want, we can cover uh, exciting comics number nineteen and twenty. Yeah, we can do that. Matter of fact, I want to read those today because I want to find out what happens. <laughs> 
that 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 anthology is so addictive to me like i enjoy it to no end any of their books that are like that i just i, I don't know why i like them so much they're not they're not like emmy award well eisner award winners but no, for sure. they're highly fucking entertaining <laughs> yeah no i like them because i think that the the creators that are doing them just love what they're doing and are just doing it so they can, you know, want to make, they want to make comics. So. Yeah. And they're making them fun. They're making them extremely fun stories. It's cool to see people who their hearts in it, I guess. Yeah. All right. Well, you have a good week. I hope you fix your Skype, figure out what's going on there. It's working. uh, We'll talk again, and next time I want you to be prepared. <laughs> I want you to get up early. I will. I next will... time we'll be on like we'll we'll be on a new daylight saving time. We'll be. Oh, will we? Fall back, yeah. I think it's the first week of November. All right, I will show up. So you'll get an extra <laughs> hour of sleep. It's not that I'm oversleeping. It's, I just need to log on to my computer and start Skype 15 and, minutes and early. And fi- find your comics before we record. I mean, that would I be nice. I had my comics, but yeah. not my library comics. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you in two weeks. See you. Right. Bye. Bye.